like Scoob when they said fixing. I thought they meant like fixings on a sandwich. Raggy, run over my rice knuckles. Welcome and or welcome back, everyone. This is the Grinding Gear Podcast. Number two. I'm not used to having episode numbers so low. So low, in fact, that I take notice of them because we don't usually even bother mentioning episode numbers on podcasts. But hi, I'm Garrett here, as always, with Kyle. We're we're back. We're back to talk news. We got a new first time ever segment for you today. I'm not going to give away that goose just yet. Got what games we're playing to talk about, and we got loads, and I do mean loads of Q&A. We may not even get through (laughs) all the the questions, Um, which uh, I want want everyone to know, damn, good golly, Miss Molly, the first week turnout for this new show has been fan-freaking-tastic. We ended up charting on every single podcatcher I took a look at, including my personal favorite pocket cast. I have never seen myself charting on pocket cast before. So that was really cool. So thank you for that. Uh, thank you to all of our new patrons supporting us over at support It's, it's pretty nutty. So yeah, if you, if you're sending your emails in, we haven't used it. Know that we're saving them. We will get to them. We will get to them. So how you great doing, opportunity man? for a mailbag thingy, some yeah. sort of bonus thing, perhaps that could happen. Ooh, yes. Yes. And also hello to our live chat, because this yes. episode is the first of many live streamed episodes to come. And we are moving. If you if you are used to Kyle and I podcasting live, you are used to us doing it on Twitch. But we have moved this over to YouTube because that's where Grinding Gear lives. If it's got GG yeah. in its title and it's related to the two of us, we're going to do it over on the YouTube channel. So, hi, chat. How you doing today? Seeing some Zelda emojis. Seeing some familiar faces. But yeah, we're going to do the podcast live. Going to have a live chat. Going to hang out. And it's gonna be there's going to be video features, you know, visual aids and such as we talk through things. So look forward to it, everybody who's in the live chat. Otherwise, if you're catching this on podcast, it'll also be, as you know, audio friendly. So yes. you won't be missing anything in that regard. Uh, it's, it's great to be here playing video games. Lots and lots of video games. Uh, <laughs> just <laughs> the news this week, man. Uh, I'm ready. Let's dive into this. Just pile of weird. Good, 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 good. Oh, great news, everyone. Shove it. Hey, Kyle, I got a question for you. Oh, yes. What's the most money you've ever spent on a video game? Like a single okay. video game. And I don't mean the price of the game to begin with. Like, like right. you know, uh, cons- like is it WoW because of the subscription? Is it Hearthstone because you blew oh. thousands upon thousands of dollars? What what game? What game have you spent the most? And do you even have a, a slight idea how much money you spent? Uh, man, I have to do math. The subscription one is a, is a toughie because that would have been three years of college. So you got you know, 36 times 15. So that's that's quite a bit. That's quite a bit. 
Uh, Here's the Storm did a thing where as a content creator for a time, you had to purchase the hero with real money in the beta, which means you didn't have your live currencies of a free-to-play game in that environment. So you had to spend real money, even though you played the game enough to be a free-to-play player because you're creating content. You had to go into the beta and purchase it with real money. Now, eventually, uh, luckily, one of the community managers there kind of was like, oh, geez, we should fix this and start handing out codes and things got quite a bit cheaper. But that got expensive, too, buying every single one of those heroes. We'll talk about a, a free-to-play game later on in the show today with a similar mm-hmm. model. Mm-hmm. I, I, I have to imagine it's Hearthstone for me. I've probably spent, uh, I mean, thousands upon thousands of dollars. I wonder if it's over ten. I'd bet I would actually Ooh. be surprised if it was over ten thousand dollars. Wait, how long have you been doing that show? Since twenty thirteen. Okay. Oh, so that's a thousand a year. Started and playing in beta. See, it's up there. It's up there. How many? How many expansions per year for that game? Three. And the last two years, they also had mini sets where which were what twenty bucks a pop. Okay. Plus battlegrounds. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. A lot of money. Did you ever buy anything in that raid Shadow Legends mode they made? Oh God, no! I hated mercenaries. That was that was. <laughs> I hate everything about that thing, man. I will say, when it originally came out, I was like, "That's this better than I thought it'd be," but it sucked. Anyway, Kyle, neither of us have spent okay. one hundred thousand dollars on a game, and that is what no. one dude did in Diablo Immortal. And now that player can't find a match. He's that too overpowered. Is so hilarious. His win rate has gotten too high. So if you have missed this story, it's been reported multiple places, but Kotaku actually got a response from Blizzard. And so that's the story we're looking at today. This came to us via Kotaku. If you want to see the full article, it is titled Diablo Immortal Player Says He Can't Get a Match After Spending $100,000. <laughs> oh <laughs> what the God. hell? <laughs> what a dark future. So back when Diablo Immortal first came out, which was really weird because Diablo Immortal directly followed the Johnny Depp trial. So like all of the content creators. No, it's it's true. How are you going to connect this? All the content creators that were covering Diablo Immortal had way inflated audiences because they'd invaded the normie spheres of Johnny Depp trial. Like Asmongold, for instance, was a huge YouTube celebrity across like all genres. Because people love their generic, you know, on point kind of character that Asmongold plays covering the Johnny Depp trial. So then Diablo Immortal happens and tons of people are watching this content, video game content for the first time ever. And as such, my algorithm on YouTube was awful. Which means I started, I was exposed to everybody who possibly did Johnny Depp trial stuff who also played video games. So anyway, long story short, I ended up watching, I think the Rich Campbell is their name, and they were laughing maniacally. I've never seen someone be such a super villain in a video game. They had spent, I think, about $5,000 at that point. And you know how you can get kind of giggly when you're ahead in like a MOBA or maybe you're geared up in World of Warcraft? Yeah, I follow you. Imagine having that like day three, like none of that, none of that respect, none of that back catalog of like, man, that person got owned. But yeah, you know, I put two years of work in this character, like just losing it in maniacal laughter. You know, yeah, yeah. I just you uh, owned you did. It was PVP and you absolutely destroyed. It was one V 10. Everyone was targeting you. Just barbarians running in whirlwinding every like no play. 
No skill involved, just bulldozing the enemy R team. Raw stats. I'm murdering yeah. you with my money. Yeah. You and know, so I, we find I, ourselves here. <laughs> You know, uh, I, I, uh, Di Diablo Immortal came out, I think, on the second day I had COVID, which was the first day of me having a fever. So I was out. I was so out and incapable of really much of anything. So I played it and I was like, oh, this is, they, they made a real ass Diablo. And then I was advertised to so much in like the two days I played it. Um, I haven't touched it since. There was a hot second where I was like, man, that's a really well made game. Yeah. And it is it just won't leave me alone trying to get my money and it really annoyed me. What really for me was the end all be all was you know day one. I'm sick with COVID. I'm playing this game. I'm having a good enough time. I'm like, I like battle passes. I'll pay for the battle pass. That battle pass was terrible. It's the worst mm. battle pass I've ever experienced. It gave you basically nothing and it rarely ever actually it, it took a lot of freaking grinding to like get to the next level. It really so wow. You were supposed to buy the empowered battle pass. I actually oh. just got an email here. Oh, oh uh, right live. now? Yeah, mm. right now from Blizzard. Become empowered and beyond or embody justice. So they're doing like a Tyrael kind of armor set. Uh, season three now available. Like since the launch, they've already gone into three seasons. Like, what? No, I'm uh, no, not interested. Because you're hauling ass. It's the same thing Pokemon United. Like they went through seasons so fast that there was no way for a casual player to get that battle pass completed without purchasing boosts. Okay. And the, the system worked. Like, you know, I was very tempted to do it because I wanted that Gengar space skin while I was playing that pretty heavily. The design in Pokemon Unite, like the game itself, was really, really good. And because of a multiplayer system, I don't really mind free-to-play as much because once I'm in the game, yeah, there's like a billion menus and there's all these prompts, but... Like, once I'm in the game, you leave me alone. Mm. And that's why I couldn't take Diablo Immortal, because no, I, I was in the game. Well, I wasn't even in town. Like, just advertise me in town. Have town criers yelling about Just avoid town, and I'll stay out in the world. I'll never shop or anything. But you just couldn't avoid it. 800% value. <laughs> okay, at least you know now that uh, if you had the power or the income to drop six figures on this game, you would be rewarded with no matchmaking because you're too overpowered and, win rate, and your win rate is too high. To be fair, the same thing happens for grandmasters in all games. Like you climb high enough. Yes. You're going to have matchmaking issues. Yes. That's it's not that is like you're comparing apples to an arms race. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's no, very I'm, different. <laughs> it's very different, Kyle. Yeah. Skill based apples versus, you know. <laughs> space tracking apples but yes no I, I i get your i get your complaint i'm merely saying that this is a problem for all things like when we get skill and now money involved it's fallen into the same exact pitfall they, they had to have seen we, this coming right like you know there's going to be extreme whales that that just bloat themselves with so much yeah. high quality stuff through sheer dollars that it balloons them past the point of what other players can catch up with and how do you reconcile that because <laughs> like, suddenly it's this is such a far end of the extreme right because you and i were sitting on the sidelines going this is such a money grubbing game i have no interest in it we we didn't stop to think to consider what what do you do when someone willingly gives you a truly ridiculous amount of money <laughs> how do you keep <laughs> that player happy because like listen 
my opinion on this is a money grubbing game that isn't worth your time is irrelevant. If someone gives you six figures, you should probably give them something in return. Like, I don't know, a match. Uh, it's so extra dirty because you involve PvP in it, though. Like, I love the way Final Fantasy XIV does PvP. It's this removed mobile-like space where your abilities are entirely fresh, no gear influence at all. Yes, if you played the game more, you'll probably be better, and you've probably read tooltips more, and you have a greater impact. But ultimately, that extreme high of gearing in, like, World of Warcraft PvP has been dismissed, for better or for worse. Like, both... Both have their advantages. I totally get, like, you got your resilience set on. I don't think they have resilience anymore in World of Warcraft, but, you know, you're all geared up. You're immune to stuns. Your trinkets on lower cooldown than someone else. Like, you feel so rewarded. You put in more and more time. In the same vein. It works in the same exact vein. You lose a match. You go, man, that sucked. I'm going to go grind. I'm going to go hit the grind. I'm going to go, maybe I'll even do that weird raid that drops some gear that's really good for PvP because I read a guide. But here it's just money. It's like, oh, I lost. What can I do? And the game's like, well, I know what you can do. You can pay for a loot box. It's so insane. I, you, you've seen, you've seen that the the rift system in Diablo Immortal, right? Yes. Where it is a loot box. You just have an activity Kyle, before don't, don't, the loot box happens. Don't you want to adventure through your loot box? What if your loot I, box tried to kill you? Which actually, frankly, on paper, kind of a cool idea. It's asinine. It's so insane. It's so, it's vulgar. The idea of bypassing loot box I, I, legislation, yeah. which didn't work for some countries anyway. They're just like, get on there. It's still mired in like, you can't even get Diablo Mordo in China yet because possibly a tweet, but also like when you kind of read into it, it kind of seems like they just don't want it in general. But they would have found any excuse if they could have. It's, I don't know. It's weird. But hey, it's, it seems to be a success, seems to be making money good for you i'm uninterested uh games like this exist sadly it's a when studio you, we we used to really really like making this one when you get into chasing money though of that level i don't even think you should be making a video game you should make movies like movies are the way that you look at your money and you say hey can i turn a million into 20 million it's like yeah let's do it on, well, I, 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 Hollywood I, this. I believe Warner Brothers just uh, turned $90 million into nothing by canceling Batgirl. So uh, do we really want to go down that that road? <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. All I know is like people are tweeting gifts of like how they hid the USB up their butt while they escape. the. I, I do not. Wait, what? Listen, I, what I don't tweet about? very well. I do not understand Twitter. At this current development. I don't understand um, what you just said. So all I know about Batgirl is that people are tweeting gifs of like Edgar from MIB with the tagline, me trying to escape Warner Brothers headquarters with the USB of Batgirl at my butt. And that, that that's like my exposure to this news <laughs> is people are trying to steal Batgirl. And then I guess they cancel other things. But the Twitter, Twitter has a big problem right now. And that's the whole retweeting gives exposure. So we don't retweet anymore. We just tweet the thing and people just tweet out like, wow, that sucks. And I'm supposed to be like, yeah, sure does. I'm aware. And I'm not going to research. Like, someone walks in a room and it's like, oh, I'm 35 now. I'm like, tough day, huh? And I go back to what I was doing. I don't have time to dive in and develop your storyline for you. <laughs> 
So what's going on with Batgirl? Why? why oh, is I, it? I, I don't. I don't. I don't want to go down that full road. Okay. I just. It was. You mentioned movies. And I'm like Kyle. I'm not sure that's actually a a perfect example right now because <laughs> things are a little nutty. Uh, and and HBO Max is supposed to be laying off a ton of staff, according to some leaks that hasn't actually come to pass, as far as I know, at the time of recording this. It's all a big rumor, but it uh, it's there's a lot of fear mongering and concern and panic around all of the entertainment media that's coming out of these streaming outlets because of essentially a lot of people looking at it like if HBO and Warner brothers can't make it work, what hope is there for anyone? So I digress. Okay. Um, you know, I would like to move on from talking about <laughs> truly ridiculous, <laughs> absurd things that involve blizzard entertainment and uh, instead move on to how blizzard apparently can to standalone mobile world of Warcraft. Right. After three years of development, that's not a huge that's not a huge deal, right? They, in they the world all the of time. Blizzard, this is actually maybe the most classic Blizzard thing I've heard in a while. This sounds That's like old true. school Blizzard to me. Hey, let's drop a bunch of money on something that might actually be cool and then uh, murder it in the night before anyone even sees it. But yeah, this comes to us from Bloomberg of all places. If you want to see the full article, it is titled Blizzard, comma, Netties, Scrap a Warcraft mobile game after financing dispute. And yeah, the, the TLDR on this is that apparently Blizzard and NetEase were working on a mobile World of Warcraft MMO. It was codenamed Neptune. It was in development for over three years, but it wasn't a direct port of World of Warcraft. It was a spinoff set in the same universe, but in a different or more distinct time period. Distinct. Well, I, I, I don't, don't, that's my word. Don't, don't quote me on that. Oh, okay. different. Okay. Time. Where, where, let me let me find it exactly here. If I can find the quote, it wouldn't be a direct trans translation of the popular online game, but a spinoff set during a different time period is the quote from the Bloomberg piece. So made up space for video game to exist where we bring back Deckard Kane because everyone hated he died to butterflies and where, well, whatever. <laughs> All your favorite characters appear. You can pay them. That was called Draenor, Kyle, and no one liked that either. I still think Draenor was kind of cute. I don't know. I, I, I immediately had pushed back against time. We, you and I, you and I disagree on that. Yeah, I think you, you yeah. like funny enough Draenor more than me. Did you even play Draenor? Not any rating or anything like that. I just thought, as a solo player, completely for that one, that Garrison was a interesting experiment. But mainly I like the way they presented bosses. I really like getting in the game and having my villains. What's it called? The uh, uh, gallery rogues gallery, my rogues gallery, very apparent and knowing exactly what I was going to fight. I get a little burnt out on the there's another threat and people love to put that title on World of Warcraft. There's always another threat expansion based. I hate it more when you down Illidan and it's like, by the way, the sun. And you're like, what about the sun? Well, no, the, the trailer showed we would defeat Illidan. make it last. Don't add on the back end. And I know like content, but particularly that was really bad in BFA. That was probably the most atrocious. And then I think they've ever pulled <laughs> because the, and then was way more interesting than the original battling for Azra. We didn't, we, no one actually battled anything. It should have just been battle against Nazoth. And I would have been way more interested. So anyway, uh, uh, listen, <laughs> hey, yeah, yeah, I do. There's so many things I want to go off on there. Uh, I have a lot of thoughts on everything that just left your, your face hole. But um, yeah, uh, you I, I didn't even see this headline. You were the one who was like, hey, did you see this? And I was like, no. Um, 
So yeah, we, I, I, this, this is just, this is just weird. Blizzard, Blizzard's weird, man. I, it's, it's such a um, understatement to say Blizzard is weird right now. Yeah, they're, they're struggling. Like, it's, and my, my interest is in a weird place. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm personally very ready to revisit Wrath of the Lich King when Classic drops. Like, cool, Dragonflight. I don't know. I think it looks kind of cool. I'm not in the beta. Dude, I'm, I'm, I'm in full blown like vacuuming my lawn mode. Like, the cops are outside. The neighbors are fighting, and I'm just ear glued to the wall. Oh, oh, okay. It's I was such I, a mess over there. I was there. gonna go with popcorn, but okay, you're going for shared wall space. Yeah, popcorn is when it's in your house or on your screen. No, no, this, this I feel like I'm invading someone else's space and privacy by even talking about Activision Blizzard at this current stage. I mean, if you want to get real, uh, real, real domestic about it, uh, uh, both me and my neighbors walked out of our house the other night because someone was having such a loud party. And so we we're both just out in the driveway looking down, just like, what are they doing down there? Sound like a scene from Fast and the Furious. Like the reggaeton was like real loud and the bass was thumping. It was fun music though. You can't, you can't not listen. There was one in particular. This is years ago now, but out the window we heard full volume. I was gonna propose to you. I was gonna propose oh, no. to you. And drop everything, turn off everything, turn out the lights. Like it we were there. And I bet you every house in that complex so you're was one of, dead quiet. You're one of those. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to judge you. I would have done the same. Dude, we're literally going to talk about multiverses today because I took my son to the park and the teens there were talking about multiverses. Oh, this shit. Is, okay. This is the thread, man. The kids okay. are talking about it. The All kids right. are talking about it. All right. But hey, you know, what, multi- page of Steam, but. You know what multiverses isn't, though? Activision Blizzard getting dumped on by Microsoft. Oh, I was going to say uh, a single player game, but I forgot about that. That's right. You also informed me of this, that <laughs> I think this was due to UK scrutiny of the Microsoft Blizzard merger, but <laughs> Microsoft's defense was that Activision Blizzard doesn't make any must have games. Yeah, so the Chamber of Commerce for New Zealand started being like, we're not sure about this. And Microsoft jumps in like, don't worry, Blizzard doesn't make good games. It's not a big deal. Now, in particular, the storyline, you may have heard about the Microsoft acquisition of Activision Blizzard and the huge $68 billion, or I guess, oh, why is it in, oh, that's in um, maybe New Zealand money's there. 56 billion? Why is that in parentheses? This is rock, paper, shotgun. So I don't know. I don't know why there's a parenthetical there. The purchase of Call of Duty publisher. So basically, Call of Duty is the one that everyone on the outside has been like, hang on a second. You can't buy Activision Blizzard. They make Call of Duty. And Sony in the past has exclusive deals with Activision and Call of Duty to get certain benefits on Sony consoles. So Sony in particular is saying, wait a minute, you purchasing Call of Duty is too much. They are a monopoly on shooters and you will own too many shooters. We can't allow this. (laughs) So Microsoft's genius response is to downplay everything Blizzard's ever made and basically say they're not that big of a deal. And in such a way, Call of Duty, it ain't that big of a deal, guys. There are no must-haves. All right, so this is kind of funny. 
if I don't think about my friends that still work there, because this has got to suck. This is just, you got to put your arms up and go, what, what the F? Like, if you wake up and you read this headline, this has just got to be like, oh, come on now. Um, But it's, goddamn, it's funny. I hadn't thought about that. They would have quite the stranglehold on the shooter market. I guess Halo, right? And then they have Call of Duty and Overwatch. They own Bethesda now as well, who uh, are tied in with Doom. Oh, and, yeah, I didn't software. think about that angle. Um, so, yeah, like, God. That what new space shooter game does, shooting looks so bad. What shooter does Sony have? Do they have a shooter anymore? They don't do Killzone anymore. Oh, Valorant's going on the Game Pass, too, possibly, if that deal goes through with well, uh, Riot. Well, they're already doing a Riot cross-promotion. I thought it was still up in the air. Did oh, was it up through? in the air? I thought it, I yeah. thought that was already going. Anyway. I know we were freaked out about it in the Heroes of the Storm sphere because our big hope at that time was that Microsoft would buy Activision, possibly reinvigorate Heroes of the Storm, everyone's favorite MOBA. Mm-hmm. And then before that deal goes through, they make this deal with Riot in order to get League of Legends on the game. Well, pass. now it seems like they really should reinvigorate Heroes of the Storm if the entire thing that they're hinging this buyout on is, hey, listen, they don't have any must-have games. Right, exactly. They should highlight Heroes of the Storm. They should be getting in there and being like, listen, Activision Blizzard, maker of Heroes of the Storm. And you know what else? It's not a shooter. Yeah. Look at all these. You know what Microsoft doesn't have is a MOBA. They don't have a MOBA, Kyle. There's so many videos being made about the death of Overwatch as well. Like that game cannot come out soon enough for whatever they're hoping to do with it. It's that's like in November or something, too. It's coming up. It's so Overwatch. strange, man. I don't, that's that's a weird one for me because I fell off that game hard and I haven't looked back. And I'm fine with I, it. I have a lot of friends who still really take. like it, though, and are really stoked about it, too. So I, I think, you know, that it definitely has its fans. I just, I'm looking at it like I don't know will will Overwatch 2 have the surge that Overwatch 1 had. It's, it's I, I don't, I don't, I can't, I can't see it happening. I was not prepared to be yelled at in game about a meta in the first week. It was so disheartening. It was the mm-hmm. biggest turnoff I could possibly think of. For a brand new, and at that time, the hero brawly shooter was a pretty novel concept. We yeah. didn't have Valorants, and we didn't have, did we have Paladins? I think Paladins and those sort of guys like squeezed in a little early. They were doing like the the Grim Dawn before Diablo kind of thing. Your, no, your Bugs point. Life versus your Ants sort of business that's, and that's, squeezing in. That's a good point. And also, uh, chat room's reminding me that Sony now owns, or well, is in bed. Do they own Bungie? They essentially own Bungie now, right? That's the whole thing. They mer- they they purchase Bungie, which means they now have Destiny. So Sony does actually have a massive shooter under their roof now. Have they? They haven't done anything yet, though, right? That's Bungie, which is no. not Halo anymore. Correct. Three, they two, three. They haven't been Halo since Reach. That was the last yeah. Halo game that Bungie put out. Uh, and then th- uh, they founded three four three. I believe a lot of, or at least a noteworthy amount of Halo developers. Uh, stayed on slash founded three four three, so you have some original Halo blood that 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 crossed over. But yeah, Bungie is Bungie is Destiny, which they originally made Halo. So yeah, the whole there was a great. I wish I could remember who made the joke. Someone on Twitter was like, "I wish Bungie luck in their third marriage," and it made me laugh. <laughs> it's, it's not untrue. Do they have their original leadership? I have absolutely no idea. I I really do like Bungie, but I don't I don't follow them close enough to know who the hell's in charge. Yeah, 
because eventually you lose all the people that made the games, and then it's just the title that you're buying. That's kind of what Blizzard feels like in a lot There's of There's something to be said for having keys to the kingdom, and also, uh, you know, at sure. some point, uh, a, li- a lineage of people who learned under the original leadership. True, true. And there's definitely something for that. I just like, I like visionaries. I really respond to the people in the lead when a lot of these projects are originally released. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, what a, what a riotous, <laughs> I didn't mean to make a riot joke. Hey, nice job. Nice Blizzard, job. But, but what a raucous week of news for, for Blizzard related stuff. Um, and let's get on to, before we leave news. There's one more, uh, video game studio punching bag. We haven't talked about yet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. You, you, uh, Electronic Arts is still trying to walk back that single player tweet, Kyle. Uh, and it right, has so- now, it, it has entered their earnings call. Their first so you- quarter earnings call is now being plagued by how much they're trying to convince us that they care about single player games. So you're not going to tell me what's going on with Batgirl, but you got to tell me what happened here. Why is this a thing? What's okay, the meme you, they were getting on board with? All right. I hope you're ready for some meme history, but Kyle, are you familiar with the there are 10 butt meme? I woke up, what was it, three weeks ago, and everyone was saying there are 10 butt, and I was like, well, this seems kind of, you know, this seems well, kind of Well, much like God of War, you relate to the party, because I think it was more like a month and a half ago is when this started, but. <laughs> yeah, um, it seems kind of mean, you know? Yeah. It's mean-spirited. They're, yeah, it was like, there are 10, but don't like catch up on their french fries, which, by the way, is me and my wife, um. We are tens, and we don't like ketchup on our on our French fries. But uh, hey, okay, okay, <laughs> just continue. That's the joke. Is there a ten? But and then it's like something that is like socially weird or awkward or hard to get over. That's the joke. That's the meme. Okay. And the official Electronic Arts account tweeted on June thirtieth. There are ten, but they only like playing single player games. And they were. I see. S- promptly roasted by over 3,000 replies. Okay, so the first place my brain goes is, makes sense, EA. You ham-fisted that multiplayer into a lot of games, but Mass Effect 3 was the one that I really felt was egregious. Like, you could feel the seams ripping all the time when you force that. I think it was the Frostbite engine as well, which is like that problem engine they keep having issues with, with like Andromeda and like all these kinds of multiplayer engine that they keep trying to make single player games in. They're forcing their developers to use a multiplayer engine to make single player games. So if anything, this is most insulting to their developers who are working hard to make single player games inside multiplayer engines. Yes. And they're also, they're attached to like Jedi Fallen Order, which is one of the most successful games of the last few Are they years. remaking Dead Space? They're also remaking Dead Space. I'm excited for that. Why are we talking like Jerry Seinfeld? Because <laughs> we got upset and it's ridiculous. Okay, so <laughs> so they, they got, what, what was the heat they got for this? Like just... Just lots of... Because they own single player games? Yeah, like they're a 10, but they released Anthem were replies. This is true. Yeah, except right. I don't think a lot of people actually say EA is a 10. But <laughs> yeah, listen, I love some EA games. Listen, I, I'll admit it. Um, you know, yeah. Jedi Fallen Order was great. They own Bioware, who used to make very good games. It's been a while. And I'm hopeful for it. Bioware, I believe in you. I, I, I'm poised to love you again. Just, just, just hit it well, home. They just got a big acquisition, too, for Bioware. Um, one of the lead writers. Oh, did they? 
Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. So I think they're bringing in some talent for this next Dragon Age. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, it leaked into the damn earnings call. EA CEO Andrew Wilson (laughs) said, and I quote, And as we think about single-player games, we think it's a really, really important part of the overall portfolio that we deliver in the fulfillment of those core motivations. And the way we'll plan for it over time is really just looking at our community and looking at how they're spending their time and looking at where motivations may or may not be fulfilled. And we'll look to supplement that with addition of new online games, new multiplayer games, and new single-player games. He said, doing his best impression of a human being. Wow. Yeah. I'm not yeah. familiar with their their CEO, CFO kind of. No, me neither. But you know what I am familiar up. with is like this lizard speech from CEOs yeah. of, of gaming corporations. Yeah, it's just, it's so cold. It, it's for the shareholders. It's not for us. We've said this before. Absolutely. We will say it again. This is not for us. This is for people with deep, deep, deep pockets and looking for a video game, looking for places to invest it in the, in, in, in the video game industry. So, yeah. So they, so then they get on the Twitter here and reading on this article, they say roast well-deserved. We'll take this L cause playing single player games actually makes them an 11. Like, how do you do my fellow gamers? Right. Roast well-deserved, like The Rock showing up at the middle of whatever that presentation was to pimp his his sports drink. Hello, gamers. Yeah. Hey, you keep on gaming, gamers. Like, oh, geez. <laughs> I really uh, like The Rock, too. You got you to try pretty hard yeah. to make me not respond to Dwayne The Rock Johnson. <laughs> the man says yes. He is one foot in front of the other, keeps saying yes, wears the same shirt in every single movie, and I respect him for it. Like, that is some serious. Wait, is, that oh, a, yeah, yeah. is that a thing? Does a rock wear yeah, you, the same shirt? He, he wears like that kind of gray, like, I don't know what you call it, like distressed gray shirt and like Jumanji and the tower one and the earthquake one. And the Jumanji is wearing like a safari shirt. I, mean, I think it like he loses it at some point. I don't know. I haven't seen Jumanji. And, I just and, saw the and, and watch Jumanji, by the way. It's very good. Uh, but also, uh, no, in, uh, in, in Fast and Furious, that totally had an Under Armour brand activation because he's wearing like skin tight Under Armour black shirts in that movie. And you should with that body and getting up at like <laughs> 5 a.m., 3 a.m. or something absurd like that so he can go record Hercules. Like Hercules was a lot of fun I think too. you're saying that uh, skin tight shirts on The Rock all look the same because it just looks like The Rock's body. It looks like his body. Maybe that's my initial problem. You know, what we need to do is start a new section called Garrett Explains Twitter and it'll be <laughs> whatever's going on and then the, the small breadcrumb that I picked up over the week and you explain what actually happened. It's actually a really good idea because you're the most social media illiterate person I know. I've you, got no time for this. I got a toddler talking at me. You make, I, I you make content. And I play video <laughs> games. Content. I play video oh, games with my man. own opinions. I don't All like right. having other people's voices in my head. All right. Well. <laughs> but it, but th- this is... A, I, I hate the phrase... The uh, getting them W's or taking L's or oh, oh, of all the gamer phrases, I just want to go back to, uh, you know, vibing and getting this bread. That was a good time period two years ago or so when we were all vibing and getting bread. I I think if you think it because I know you grew up like I did. We grew up in like the heyday of late 90s, early early 2000s hip hop. 
And if I think if you think of that lingo in in that way that I know you thought about it back then when you were listening to hip hop and rap as a as an awkward white kid, like where you started ironically using the lingo of people that were way cooler than you, but then it also like legitimately accidentally became a real part of your vocabulary. You know, if, okay. you, if you think yeah. of things like taking an L and shit like that with the same kind of energy of <laughs> it's kind of goofy and now I'm like too old and square to use it. I think you'll get some mileage and have some fun with it. I liked you love to see it. That was one of my favorites. You love to, you see, love to see it. You, love <laughs> to go see with it. you hate to see it. That was, yeah. Yeah, I, I, they, hey, you know, there's no reason to be that negative. I loved you love to see it. Lately, that was I, a nice uh, little. lately I've found myself saying uh, that's a rough look a lot. Oh, that's it's a rough look. I like look. that. Where's that from? Uh, the Northeast. <laughs> I don't know. I hear. Oh, okay. <laughs> I've been listening to a lot of people from New York lately. I kind of like that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's right. Anyway, EA, it's a rough look, Kyle. <laughs> so, uh, Jeez. Social well, media management, it's got to be a hard job. Yes. Yes, it really does have to be a good, uh, hard, hard one. Um, so I, I, I don't envy anyone running corporate social media accounts, <laughs> except maybe whoever's doing Taco Bell because they're a genius. Taco sure, Bell Wendy's, and Wendy's. Taco Bell. Yeah. yeah. Taco I've, Bell I've seen Wendy's. them throw down. They do pretty good. Whoever's running stuff over there. And I'm sure by now they've had multiple people. I know you're a top gear fan. It's like there's been multiple stigs. You know, I bet there's Mm -hmm. been multiple people running those accounts. Absolutely. Well, you know, you you get big, like opening act. Basically, there's probably some serious comedic writing going on there. Like everyone who came from Adult Swim and does all kinds of crazy things now and made crazy things back then, too. Yeah. I keep seeing Tim and Eric show up in random shit. And I'm like, hey, good to see you guys still out there being ridiculous. I love that. The, the curly haired guy they always got. Um, he was in uh, John, John C. Gall Island. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He was always my favorite bits. John C. Riley is a woefully underappreciated actor because that dude got range. He can also do drama, but he is funny mm-hmm. as hell. Yeah. He's like a serious Will Ferrell. When he wants to be. And other times he's yeah. just Will Ferrell or playing across Will Ferrell in my favorite Will Ferrell movie, Step Brothers. I've never seen him. I should see that. You should. It's a really fun one. Save it. Maybe we'll do a commentary track or something. <laughs> Anyways, uh, you mentioned you want to start a new segment. Are you ready for this week's new segment? Let's do it. Ew, 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 ew. 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 Okay, that's pretty cringy. Welcome to Cringeworthy, a new segment <laughs> where we decide what's cringy and what's not. The whole the whole idea here is, uh, you know, this is where Kyle and I are going to find out if each other are functional members of society or complete cringe. Uh, so please, as you listen to this, if an idea pops into your head on, is this cringe or not? Send it to feedback at startgrindinggear.com. I believe we're also going to analyze other people's shorter cringe stories and see if they were cringe. Yes. Yes. So we're going to start off with a, a cringe questionnaire. We're going uh-huh. to go back and forth, Kyle, and, and see if each other are guilty of these cringy traits. Um, and then I also, we, we got a ton, a ton of these from our Discord. Uh, and I, I pulled three of them for today, and I have now have a massive backlog, but keep them coming. Feedback at startgrindinggear.com. So I'm going to start us off, Kyle. I'm going to start us off to find out if you and I are cringe monsters. Have you ever owned a sword or dagger? Absolutely. 
I got Frostmourne here next to me, and I also had for a time one of those like completely useless mall abominations Ooh. where it has a handle that doesn't really support the weight of it and curves and, you know, makes like a dragon on top of it. I threw that away over time. Um, I'm sorry, college roommate. Mm. That was a gift. Oh, it was but, a gift. Yeah, I was gifted yeah. a, a monstrosity mall dagger. So I'm guilty of this too. I don't, I'm trying to think. I don't think I've ever had a proper sword. I do currently have two replica lightsabers in my possession with. Okay. Do, like, do lightsabers count? I guess is my question to you. That's a good question. Um, is it cringy to own a lightsaber? Well, it, we're, you know, that's defining cringe a little bit, which I think will be part of the essay topic of this section. However, if applied in the right areas, a sword becomes less cringy, such as going to a Star Wars movie and holding your lightsaber outside of it. Now, if you're dressed up, that may increase your points or decrease your points. If you're just standing there in shorts, I think I think you kind of end middle cringe. Okay. All right. Okay. So we're, we're just going to say they count. We're, we're just going to say that uh, melee weapons in general, they just count. I also had nunchucks. Have, <laughs> have you ever sat on the floor in the manga section of a bookstore and started reading? I have not, but I had friends that were very about this. I worked bookstore security for a time, and they were villains. They would bring their own blades and cut open the plastic, like, along the edge. You know, like you do with a DVD where, you know, did you ever do that with, like, a knife? You'd go zzz around the DVD so it would get all the little tape ones and the plastic outside at the same oh, time. Oh, God, yes, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, was, I was a big music nerd. Uh, in high school, I would do this with CDs a lot because trying to crack that extremely tight fold was just impossible. So I'd always just get a blade and just cut that yes. shit off. So they do this in like downtown Chicago and they bring their blades and go around the edges so that they could refold the plastic back around the book. And usually the plastics were around the books that had any sort of material you probably wouldn't read, wouldn't want to read in public, like you know, movies or something in there. <laughs> so I'm, laughing we just, at, I'm laughing at Chad. Someone said I was just about to say nunchucks are more cringy, but then Garrett. <laughs> and then they just minefield about the place, just a, a endless sea of teenagers littering so the store. So what I'm hearing is you are not guilty of this, but you have witnessed it many times. Yes, and I have an opinion on it. Borderline theft <laughs> to be opening the plastic, but then getting off his train is loss prevention. So my opinion is going to be a little stronger about a bunch of kids opening the plastic in the store. You, you were the fuzz, the man. You're, yeah. you're the cops. I was the throwdown. Oh man. Gross, Kyle. I never saw you in this light and I never want to again. Oh, it was, it was a fascinating role for me. I'm not, I'm not a very um, combative person, but I had the height and I had the voice. So I got the job and I needed the job at the time. And anytime I met someone who had a lower voice than me, we would slowly get in this lower voice war. It always happened every single time as we tried to dominate each other's authority. Mm. Okay. So neither of us are guilty of this. Kyle, have you ever drawn fan art? Does Pokemon count? Yes. Like drawing Pokemon when Absolutely. you're younger? Okay, then I've done it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, what was your, what was your go-to when drawing Pokemon? I drew a pretty decent Charizard, but I was really crap. <laughs> I claimed to be working on a Pokemon comic for a while when someone would see me drawing these, and that was a complete lie. Mm. Okay. Does that make it better? 
If you're that a big parent to drive Pokemon, how does no no no? It's, you, you double down. You, you double down. I'm making a comic. Like that to me, that makes it worse. <laughs> it's like someone walks in your room and they're like, Are, "Do you have a sword?" And you say, "No, I'm a collector." <laughs> it, 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 I'm not. I'm not drinking at 3 p.m. It's a flight. It's a sampling. It's a tasting. It's the same idea. You, you go, you double down when pressured. All right. So somebody with a, a home bar that is over 60 bottles, that's like if someone came in and went, are you an alcoholic? I'd go, no, I'm a collector. No. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. That's funny. I am. Uh, I am guilty of this. I used to be really big into drawing Sonic when I was a kid. Sure. Drew a Sonic lot of Sonic. Cool. I would do Sonic Dragon Ball Z crossovers. Oh, that was a well, big they, thing. they kind of, they kind of, you know, both power up. So it makes oh, sense. Yeah, they both turn golden when they get super powerful, yeah. right? I was all yeah. about uh, shit getting really powerful and getting gold spiky hair. Like that was. Did you ever? That was my jam. Did you ever draw a C and then kind of draw another C right next to that and then and then put some dots in it and you know? Did you ever draw erotica? A C and then another. Oh, you're you're describing how to, how to draw boobs. Yes, yes. Did you ever did you ever draw erotica? You went to art school. I'm sure there's a lot of kids that drew erotica. There were a lot of people that drew erotica, but uh, sorry, I thought so. The, where I thought you were going with that, you went to art school. You must have drawn a lot of naked people. Figure drawing is not erotica. <laughs> it can be, but it's it's about like intent and poses and all that. I drew a lot sure. of naked people. I have not drawn erotica. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, uh, yeah. That would ever, be that would be that. Sorry. Continue. Speaking of erotica ever written a fanfic not necessarily it doesn't have to be erotica but it is erotica jason yeah have you ever written a fanfic i have not ever written a fanfic oh wait no as a kid i think i started writing a predator fanfic oh sick never mind this exact moment i'm remembering that one time yes i did i started i was really into aliens and predator like uh, did you pre pre puberty would you have it is it somewhere no, that shit's long gone. Oh, that shit's long gone. Oh. My mom had a typewriter. I was obsessed with the typewriter. I just liked the mechanical Ooh. nature of it. Sure, and, sounds uh, good. Uh, that's what I started typing it up on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I need that. I need that. <laughs> so yeah, I guess I am. I guess I am uh, guilty of this. By the way, I need to keep. I need to keep score here. We are. We are. You're at two. I am now at three. Okay, well, I'll join you at three. To an extent, I ran a. I helped run a Harry Potter role play forum. Oh, shit. Where, yeah. I didn't know that about I, you. I was head of Slytherin, you know, so I would manage the Slytherin boards and we would, you know, pretend to go to class and hang out and, you know, cast spells. That isn't, that is, that is nerdy as shit, man. It's pretty nerdy. So you were, I'm sorry, I was about to ask you what. What house? The Slytherin. Slytherin. I was okay. Slytherin, yeah. I have been yeah. sorted in the Slytherin like uh, three separate times I've taken those types of tests. Yeah, so. I'm, I'm power hungry and the world has magic in it. <laughs> Why would you not be? <laughs> you ain't hurt nobody. You're just getting good spells. Good. So maybe you can hurt people, but you know, the Slytherin doesn't mean you're evil. <laughs> Hard copy fanfic is very brave of you, says Gavgano in our chat. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, not all Slytherin were blood racist, okay? Just the famous ones in the book. There yeah, we didn't really... Exp- there were plenty of just, like, normal students who were in Slytherin. I assume so, right? Yeah, there were plenty of normies, okay? I don't like Gryffindor. They were a bunch of jocks. Wouldn't be Gryffindor. Yeah. Although, how did Neville get in Gryffindor? I didn't really think about it. He wasn't really a jock. 
But he was also like the second destined or something. So I think the hat may have like touched his like superpowers. Oh, that that's way. right. He's yeah. like he was off. He was B plot. He was him getting like hot wasn't in the books, right? That was just that they happened to pick an actor who aged extremely well. Yes. Yes. Totally he, looked like a nerd as a kid and then grew up and you're like, oh, damn, that's a man. I mean, it's pretty common. I was a buck tooth kid because I had mm. teeth that met matched my height that I would one day be. But, you know, being like six one with a six foot four man's teeth was a horrifying display. Okay. Well, moving on, Kyle, I want to know, have you ever left an angry YouTube comment? Never. I've never commented on YouTube outside of my own videos. Okay. That's respectable. That's not cringy at all. I have also never left an angry YouTube comment. There we go. Yeah. It's about the greatest cringe sin, in my opinion. (laughs) (laughs) Did you ever wear the same Halloween costume to more than two years in a row because you wanted to? In a row. Absolutely guilty of this. I was Darth Vader two years in a row. Same costume. But you had the helmet, right? Yes. Yeah. It was cheap, shitty helmet, but yes. Sure. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I didn't start getting nice Star Wars collectibles until I was in my 30s. (laughs) Hmm. Mm -hmm Hmm. I did. Okay, I did vary it because I went to MegaCon and when I was at the side store here real quick, but when you went to MegaCon, there was a thing where day one, you would dress up as an anime character or a video game character. And then day two, you would do that character altered. And normally it was kind of like lingerie. Like you would do, let's say like, well, um, Kratos day one, but day two, Kratos was wearing like a tutu dress or something like that. Okay. And you'd like, you'd like spin it as a joke. So what I started doing was I did Indiana Jones multiple years, but I started doing Indiana Jones with different like, tragedies attacked to him like i covered myself in snakes or uh one year i did a ghostbuster but it had a chest burster out of my chest and added you know some blood and a chest burster and all that yeah that's that's i'm thinking more like the intent here is 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 important it's like you you just keep wearing the same damn thing because you just think it's the coolest thing in the world right you're like a little kid and you need your batman cape in order to go outside yeah 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 this is not because you're trying to save money or or was a rough year that year for your parents and they're like sorry same same costume this is no i'm being darth vader again because darth vader's the coolest shit in the world (laughs) i did not do this okay all right hey i have pulled ahead of you i have pulled ahead of you we should have assigned we should have came up with a figure where it's it doesn't matter you're over the line you're cringy (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I mean, quite a few of these uh, are worth more points than others, I think. <laughs> the system will develop over future cringeworthies. <laughs> Need to oh, assign point values. God. Oh, God. I like that. Okay, we could we could do that. Hold on. I'm just going to I'm just going to make a quick adjustment here because I didn't number these. I just want to see how many there are. So there's 12. Okay. So we'll say we'll say uh, if you hit seven. Your, right, your that'd cringy. be the yeah, yeah, and then yeah. And then it ends, then it ends because the winners decide. It's like esports. <laughs> well, no, 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 because we could both end this being cringe bastards. True. Okay. Yeah. All right. Have you ever forced a significant other to watch or play something that was they were clearly not interested in? I mean, Obi Wan and Kristen. She did not <laughs> want to watch any of that. She had made her call very early on and we kept watching. We, we had to develop a pause system where she would pause or, or I would pause if we had too much to say. 
about what we were watching. If if you dislike something that much, you should just talk over it. Just like volume low, just keep going. Well, the, the problem was ultimately that I liked the Obi-Wan scenes. Like I liked uh, when he was going through the facility and like he did the snap thing. And I was like, that's kind of cute. And like, so there, there was little moments where mm. I was kind of into it. Okay. So it was more about letting it play when something I liked was happening. <laughs> but yes, of course that's happened. Uh, just adding a, adding a super chat for our mid-show break where we're going to read the, read the super chats that came through. Um, okay. All right. The, the, I was, I was thinking more like earlier on. Um, I definitely 100% uh, in the early days of Katie and me dating, um, she was not interested in Star Wars. Hadn't seen it growing up, was not interested in it. And I just, uh, I just, I was just like, oh, we got to watch it. We got to watch You don't understand. It's a big part of me. Yeah. <laughs> it's a big part of me. We got to watch it. She now loves it. Um, and now she's, I, I feel, has ascended to pretty max Star Wars nerddom by claiming that the Clone Wars animated series is her favorite thing in Star Wars, which I'm like, okay, yeah, you, you, you got bought in hook, line, and sinker. But, uh, yeah, so I, don't, I only think it. I only think it counts if they continue to dislike it as you want, because otherwise you're you're doing a good thing for them. You're exposing them to a healthy part, and in that case, like an important part of you, I can't imagine you dating anybody who isn't at least aware of Star Wars enough to get you. So that's that's my that's a requirement. That's my big example. I have so many other examples of this, Kyle. Every single person I have ever dated <laughs> has been exposed to things that they definitely they like, like Evil Dead. Um, I have multiple, I can, I think every ex I ever, I have at some point I was like, it's Halloween. We're watching evil dead. And I can't think of one of them that liked it. Okay. I usually so. like the things I, I can't think of anything that Kristen has sat me down for. And I've disliked personally. And then like we did all of sailor moon. We did Ronma. We did like a lot of things. She grew, she worked at a uh, video rental store growing up. And uh, the owner, Record of Lotus War. Record of Lotus War is that in there? Yeah, yeah, that, that's a fun one. I like I like Record uh, of Lotus War. I never got into Ranma. I, I respect it. It's it's an absolute piece of it's history. Fun. But it's it's overly episodic. Like you know, like Card Captors is another one I watched with her. It's just it's so predictable at yeah. a certain point. Oh. <laughs> Chat brings up a good one. Yeah, Kyle, um, you have a friend who was really not interested in Final Fantasy fourteen that you just. That was for your own good. That was for your own good again. Like you ended up liking it. I think in order to be cringeworthy, you have to continue to subject it. I, I disagree. I disagree. It. I think if you if you really just force it upon someone, whether you know whether they end up getting into whatever fandom or interest you force upon them, you know, it's it's still it was still something where they were just like, no, I'm not, I'm not interested. And you're just like, well, too bad. We're gonna we're gonna try it anyway. <laughs> like that's still that is there's a there's a there's a, a cringe energy there, Kyle. That. You just, I think you have to admit to, it's okay. You're still behind me. Okay. All it's right. Okay. It's okay. What's next? Uh, uh, have you ever stopped a cosplayer who was clearly done with their day because you had to get a picture? Uh, yes. On both. I've been on both ends of this. Oh, <laughs> I have stopped a cosplayer who was clearly done with their day. And I have been stopped as a cosplayer who is, and I was I was done. I wanted nothing to do with the dude who was asking for a photo. Um, yeah, it was, uh, I think it was the first ever Tampa Bay Comic-Con. You and I were still doing StarCast at the time. And there was a StarCraft ghost about to exit. Oh, about to exit. Sure. And I was like, oh, it's so cool. Because it was the first year the con was tiny. 
It was in my backyard. And I, the last thing I thought I'd see was someone cosplaying anything from Starcraft. And I was like, no, you don't. I, I just, you know, do you mind? Mm, that makes it matter to me more. It, it like, went down it pretty was... smooth because I was wearing a Starcraft shirt. And they're like, okay, sure. all right, come on, let's go. Um, yeah. But yeah. Your plight, your plight, I relate to your plight, but I still haven't done it. I think it's a bridge too far. I am intensely aware of like, uh, mascots and like Mickey Mouse, the person inside. <laughs> I'm, I'm really concerned <laughs> about their well being, their hydration levels, particularly in Florida. Like it just <laughs> bothers them seeing them out. I, I hope they have small AC units in there. I think someday. a lot of this, I think quite a few of them do, but I think it depends on the suit. I don't know. I've never, I've never hugged Buzz Lightyear and heard like coming from inside the suit. So as far as I know, no, they are not AC comfortable in there. Mm, okay. And you've, you've never, so you're not guilty of this. No, no. Mm, mm. I was stopped at Star Wars Celebration. It was roughly 105 degrees out and I was in full stormtrooper armor uh, outside and got stopped by a dude who's just like, would not let me go. Okay. I would, I would make an argument for less points for that person because they're they're currently under the effect of the mask. You are not a human being anymore. You are a stormtrooper. So and you wouldn't plight, give that person a code or a point. Yeah, I, I've given points, but just not as many. Like you stopped a it, you described a ghost, which I'm assuming their face was out. They were they were Nova or they were. Um, I think they were. Um, I think they were Kerrigan. Okay, Kerrigan, yeah. I was trying to remember Kerrigan. Who's the Spectre? Who's the Spectre? Spectre? I don't remember yeah. the Spectre. Oh, there, Tosh. There was, Tosh, yeah there, was the, yeah. there was the blue ghosts and the red Spectres. Yeah. Yeah, Tosh Spectres was Spectres cool. were badass. They were also kind of like insane or something. Like I, they, f- they, I fired up uh, I fired up this uh, Wings of Liberty campaign recently. It's so good. I was just kind of in the mood. I was watching some GSL. I was like, ooh, I want to do that. But anyway, doesn't matter. Who's moving on. Have you ever corrected a stranger? On pop culture, out in the wild, you know, maybe, you know, you're, you're talking Star Wars with randos in a hotel hot tub. And one of the people refers to the child as baby Yoda. And you just had to let them know it's actually Grogu. Yes. I have been at board game stores where people misquoted the correct challenge rating of a 3.5 Dungeons and Dragons monster. And I corrected them. Oh my God. Oh shit. I, Ooh, wow. I corrected somebody uh, very recently in a similar way. It wasn't about a, a traditionally nerdy topic, but it was about, um, uh, cocktails. I was You're a nerd about cocktails. I, yeah. I am a massive nerd about cocktails, but yeah, I didn't even, I didn't even think about that. So I, 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 I distinctly remember, uh, correcting someone in a hotel hot tub. We were talking star Wars and they <laughs> referred to who's the, who's the lead dude on the Mandalorian. Um, Favreau. They attributed Favreau to the Clone Wars, and I was like, no, that's Dave Filoni. Like, a knee-jerk reaction. And afterwards, I felt bad about it. Mm. So I was like, I couldn't stop myself. Sure. Do you know how rare it is to, like, meet another random person on Earth who even knows who those people are? You get excited. <laughs> yeah. 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 Have it's- you ever played a viral song in a public setting? Example. Uh, queuing up the taking the hobbits to Isengard in your car or home. Absolutely. And that is an example I have done. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's just college. Like you, you belt it. You mm-hmm. belt those songs. Mm-hmm. We used to, if we could, 
get to the computer lab before our instructor in college, we would put that on on the instructor's computer because it had the speakers and just loop it. There was a great Star Trek mashup. I, I have to find it now. Captain John Picard, USS Enterprise. And I would blast that thing in my car publicly to be seen. So goth kid driving by in a Subaru Baja blasting Captain John Picard. <laughs> what a not Is there a less goth car than a Subaru Baja? No, but it, it added to the mess that I was. So, like, you know, like, it like works. Maybe, maybe like the, the redesigned 2000 Beatles with like the little flower holder that's on the dashboard. Yeah. I guess really then, though, you could put a black rose in the flower holder. So you at least could have gothified it. You could. You could. Yeah. I've definitely done this with other songs. I'm just I'm struggling to think of an example, but I'm horrendously guilty of this. I've done it many, many times. Meme songs big one all right kyle final final one before we move on to to uh listener submitted questions do you own a fedora this isn't not anymore not anymore they've all been disposed of have you owned a fedora is how yes of course have you ever of course owned a fedora i just said two years at least of indiana jones dress up Uh, (laughs) i've had the straight up pinstripe black fedora with the curl up the back and the you know lower brow it's probably oh no those little ones that like justin timberlake used to wear yeah yeah but not like wicker or whatever his ones were made i'm talking like you know it's that black those little ones though to me are the greatest sin of all fedoras oh dude absolutely if you could get it at walmart it's that's like maximum cringe points i bought this at hot topic at the same time i got my arm cuffs of course of course you dumb hole yeah oh hey i had those too what color were yours black and they had all the you know they had the the beckles and the little oh mine were uh, striped i had striped ones i had white and black oh again yeah, that's a very solid black but lots of Burton. silvery metal on them okay okay yeah still think those, those are badass i'm a grown-ass man now but you know yeah cool wonderful well i'm just gonna i'm just gonna add a point here and uh and move on with my life <laughs> nice nice so you have then yes what Your oh, oh i was hoping i was gonna get away from this one kyle i don't have a fedora i have a pork pie hat Oh, uh, okay. You're giggling this, aren't you? Yeah, I need to know what a pork pie is. <laughs> oh, well, I'm getting I'm getting food items. Make right, sure you hat. add a hat. Oh, it's like um a, a Joker hat. It's the ones with the little like uh, quail feathers in the sides. <laughs> feathers on the side could be a uh, in any real fedora adjacent brimmed hat. Yeah, yeah. Yes, I, uh, I have. I I um. Do you still wear it? Ska is, is life. Record? I will never give up ska and, and mm-hmm. pork pie hats are very, very, very much part of uh, of ska fashion. No. Yeah. I, okay. Hold on. I can go. I'll be yeah. right back. I'm just going to go grab it. It's over here. All right. Yeah. Let's see it. Sport it. Pork pie. Ow. My hair is too long. I can't get my diode back in my ear. All right. All right. Um, see it. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's right here. Oh, okay. okay. That's tame. Yeah, it looks well sure. loved. I'm not sure it fits over my hair. Oh, it kind of does fit over my hair. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I got the. Uh, I got one of those. So, wow, you it, look like. Hmm. I if you had a cigarette, I would say you were the lead guitarist. If not, you're the bassist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Listen, man. We all 
we've all seen the music video for Ruby Soho and decided it was time for one of those hats. Rancid song. Have we? Okay, yeah. I, I, for, I forget that. Ruby Soho is a wrestler? Uh, actually, yes, but that's a rather new thing, and she is oh. um, themed after the Rancid song of the same name. Oh, wow. Yes. Um, respect Kate, the dedication. Uh, yeah, yeah. For a short wrestling offshoot, uh, my, 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 my partner in life, Katie, uh, is a raging wrestling fan and just recently started watching AEW. So I am very aware of most of the AEW wrestlers right now. Wrestling's fun. Wrestling's like a soap opera. Yeah, it is. It's the whole reason I, speaking of uh, uh, introducing things to your significant other, it's how I sold Katie on watching all of Dragon Ball Z. I was like, it's basically wrestling. Okay. She loved yeah. it, by the way. Katie does not like anime. She loved Dragon Ball Z. So. I digress. Do you want to get to user submitted questions? Yes, please. All right, Kyle. Unpronounceable wants to know, is it cringe to get into heated discussions about movies, games, books, etc., with someone because you both like or dislike it for very different reasons? To which I say unpronounceable. You're just describing Kyle and I's relationship. Right. No, that's, that's just having a good time. It depends who you're doing it with, but the way you worded it here, it suggests that you both like or dislike, meaning you'd have some frame of reference of each other's personal preferences. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that's crazy. I mean, I think, I think some people would uh, argue that uh, passion of any form is cringe. That ain't right. No, no, no. no. It, it ain't, on. but I do think it's, it's at the core. I think it's at the core of cringe energy is passion. That's true. We can label it as cringe, but if someone is having a legitimately good time and you invade their space to call them cringe, you are cringe. <laughs> That that is fair. That is fair. And listen, this is this is fun because you and I are both cringe. Actually, we both exactly. scored an eight. Actually, no, I we scored did. a nine. I scored a nine. We're I cringe didn't, export. I didn't it, add my uh, fedora point. Eight out of twelve doctors agree that we are cringe. Yeah, yeah. All right, Ravio asked and actually Ravio sent a bunch of good ones and I'm going to break them up. But wants to know: Is it cringe to act like or impersonate a celebrity when you were younger? <laughs> Did you do it in secret to prepare yourself? Because that's what I did. <laughs> I would say, yes, that's cringe. Just because no one witnessed it doesn't mean it's not cringe. Because I had those big buck teeth I was telling you about. Mm. So I wanted to find someone who smiled without showing their teeth. And I found Harrison Ford, who I already really liked. Oh. So I practiced their smile and the way they work their mouth in general. Because Harrison Ford doesn't show off his teeth much. I can Think about Harrison Ford's teeth. What do they I, look like? I can think of him smiling as Indiana Jones showing his teeth right now. Yeah, but he mostly does that, like, uh, the, the, that smirk. Oh, that, the, that the one size. side. The one yeah. side smirk. I'm not talking about, like, like, like a big, wide smile like Tom Cruise does all the time. And you can see the middle tooth. Like, oh, okay. Tom Cruise always flashing those pearly whites. But That's fair. That's fair. Ford is more reserved. Okay. I, I, was, I, I was thinking that. more like, you know, trying to talk or sound like them, which for me, I'm absolutely guilty of this. Jim Carrey. I was a very hyper kid. Whew. Yeah, it's a rough it's a it's it's a rough look, isn't it? Oh. <laughs> oh, I have massive respect for Jim Carrey and his dissection of his own career and his own self-motivation. I love listening to quotes of Jim Carrey talk about the craft, but he's too much for me. <laughs> and that sounds really intense. I knew a kid a kid showed up in college 
who made Dan Cook his entire personality. Ah, uh, that doesn't surprise me. And then one day I, he was showing us a Dan Cook video and you could just feel like how bad he had messed up because he was so excited to share this with us all. And we realized every one of his jokes, his mannerisms, everything we found even slightly amusing was just straight up stolen. Do I know this person? We, we have shared friends from college. Do I know this person? No, this is, this is someone that uh, okay. was not in our circle. Just wanted to make no. sure. Just wanted to make sure. <laughs> I'm not outing anybody, anyone in Florida that I would be aware of. We were the time. perfect age for that. Dan Cook was yeah. exploding when we were entering college. It's absolutely I'm, exploding. The main comedian I watched was Eddie Izzard. I thought Eddie Izzard was amazing. I love the imagination of I, it, the creativity. I, uh, yeah, I, I, I did and still do really enjoy Eddie Izzard. Um, my, I, I was really like Greg Giraldo, who I miss a lot, and I'm sad that he passed. There's a Greg? He's a very Jersey comedian. Um, half of my family is from like New York, New Jersey, and so I really respond to that style of aggressive ball-busting. <laughs> Sure. Like, yeah. So that that's 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 kind of where where I come from. All right, Kyle, we're gonna end on this one. Okay. Are you ready for, for Luke's submission? I'm ready. All right, Luke wants to know, is it cringe to emulate gestures from an anime because you thought they look cool? <laughs> Definitely, and I am guilty of this. But you all, we grew up. We grew up all right. Uh, I did. I never powered up on the playground. I never put my arms at my sides and did a Dragon Ball Z thing. So I, I dodged that bullet. I never uh, powered up. I did not. I was that bullet. Yeah, <laughs> that was me. You just described I, me in like seventh grade. I ran like Sonic. I did uh, the Power Rangers hand gestures a lot. You know. I had an active imagination and <laughs> it was fun. Plus I, you know, I had a lot of alone time. So like, I just really, if, maybe the better way to put it, we, I had a lot of time at the mall where my hand would become a spacecraft, you know, like there was just, there was time to entertain yourself. And that absolutely happened in very public settings. <laughs> well, thank you for admitting to it, Kyle. I like that one so much that uh, I'm going to, I'm going to start making a short list of these that when we have guests on, we can see if they're cringe or not. I'm going to perfect. This yeah. One. This, this one the is going to get added. Yeah. To the, the, to master the cringe list. I like it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Let's talk about what we're playing. What you've been playing, Kyle. Well, like I mentioned, I was I was at the the cool kids park and a bunch of the teens were talking about multiverses, which I had seen on Steam. There were and teens fact, at the, the park. Yeah. Well, you know, the, like the, there's the playground and then the skate park. Pacific Northwest. There's a lot of skate parks. Oh, like full blown, like okay. skate parks and and jumps and skateboarding and all that sort of thing. They, uh, they don't want you. I don't think I ever went to the park once when I was a teenager. Yeah, it's cool here. And, you know, it's beautiful outside. It's Pacific Northwest. So lots of people just hang out outside. Anyway, I had seen the founder pack being top sell on Steam. And I was hearing some things about it being like Super Smash Bros adjacent. And I, I checked it out after having a pass by recommendation. All the kids, all the kids were Batman mains. So they were all crazy about Batman. I, mean, I love Batman. Um, So I haven't played it. 
uh, but I too am aware of it. And I heard that it's not Super Smash Brothers adjacent. I've heard it's just straight out of Super Smash Brothers. It is Super Smash Brothers, but with Warner Brothers and Warner Brothers adjacent IP. Yeah, it's a weird combination because you got your Bugs Bunnies. You got LeBron James in there. LeBron uh, James is the A number one turnoff for me. I'm like, I, I don't want real sports in my games. I like well, Le- technically, LeBron James seems like he's a cool dude. Uh, don't, that, that's the word. I'm like, oh, gross sports. Well, he's animated. He's animated him from the recent uh, uh, slam. Uh, come on and jam. Um, Space Jam. Space they did, Jam. They redid Space Jam. Yes, with him. Space Jam. That movie yeah. I totally saw. They also have like Tom and Jerry and well Harley Quinn. <laughs> so okay, so Le- LeBron James is a bit of a turn off because I don't really care about real sports. Um, the one that confuses me is that everything in this, everything is family friendly, except is that Arya Stark? <laughs> Yes, Arya Stark is in this. What Apparently, Warner Brothers owns <laughs> Explain the rights this to, me. to Game of Thrones. Yeah, ain't nothing, ain't nothing the kids like more than R-rated, violent, overly um, sexual HBO yes. series Game yes. of Thrones. Yes, you were a teen. You know this to be true. I was playing Smash Brothers before I was a teen. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not saying that the, like the game isn't accessible. I'm saying that you were watching the Matrix and going to the Predators, and you know you you went to the movie theaters and you were excited for a little violence. Yeah, I mean Game of Thrones is a lot more than just violence for sure. It is it is a surprise. Like I honestly thought I was deeply out of touch when I saw the trailer for this game because I was going, "Who the hell is that?" I know Finn the Human. I love I love Adventure Time. I recognize uh, I, I know more Steven Universe. than I don't. So I, I am aware of Steven Universe. I've never seen it. I don't know the character at all. I don't even know what Steven Universe sounds like, but yeah. Uh, Steven Universe is like if Adventure Time took place in reality, but you have like alien role models. Okay. I it, was, it's a really... <laughs> there was a time where a, I thought Steven Universe was like a even more stylized version of Wreck-It Ralph. <laughs> I could totally that's, do Yeah, that's very much. my understanding of Steven Universe. <laughs> very much the same proportions, uh, fight style with the big fists. Yeah, yeah, totally. Now, Steven Universe is like a deeply positive kids show that is has a lot of life lessons like Adventure Time did. And I, I, I think it's pretty damn wholesome. And I knew those characters. But I was looking down the list and I'm like, who the hell is this random person? And they fight very much like any of the humans from Super Smash Bros. Like, think of your your dude with a sword. What, Mar, 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 Mark, Mark, Mark. And there's the dude with the fire that everyone played. Dude it was Mark. Fire. You're going to have to be more. Yeah. Roy? Roy, yeah, everyone Roy. played as Roy. I liked yeah. Marth. I preferred Marth as well. Uh, I, don't, I wasn't particularly great with either of them, but I did enjoy Marth. Uh, so that's what Arya plays like? Plays like a Marth? Yeah, it, it's very well, like Marth was heavy. And- Marth was a heavy character. I would I would expect Arya to be more like Link or even young Link. Yeah, very, very much in that department. Like, she's more flighty. She's lighter. She has a whole, like, face-stealing mechanic, which never really happened in the show, which is kind of cute. So they're, like, aware of the character enough to play into that stuff. Okay. So, like, you, you steal someone's face because, you know, she's part of, like, the face-stealing assassins in the books. Yeah. And then she and wears the that face. Yeah, yeah. It happened a little bit in the show, right? Uh, and then you can be that character for like a move or two. 
So is it good? How's the combat? It's very floaty. Um, well, Smash Brothers is pretty floaty. Yeah, yeah. It, there, there's a barrier to entry if you're coming from Smash Bros because the characters are bigger. Maybe the hitboxes are smaller here. I, I found it difficult to actually hit enemies. Uh, also, Nintendo just had a lot of clarity in their character design. And that's the other thing I really kind of butt heads with. And we'll get to the other part uh, later on. But Velma is one of the most insane things I've ever seen on this planet. Velma pulls out a calculator and starts shooting math at people. Her up attack <laughs> is a giant light bulb. And it doesn't stop there because Shaggy is a Super Saiyan. And you may have seen the memes around, but they actually did it in the game. Like Shaggy full-blown like woo, powers up. Uh. He rips sandwiches out of the grounds and throws them. He does power punches. All the voice acting is perhaps poorly mixed at this phase, but none of them sound like, Finn the Human sounds right, but a lot of them sound like they didn't get the actual voice actor. And if it is Batman, it sounds like a Batman doing an impression of animated series Batman. And everyone in this sounds like they're the voice actor, but they're doing an impression of themselves. Was this, I, I heard, I know nothing, but I, I, I heard a kerfuffle about non-union voice actors, and I don't know if it was this game or not. That might be the case because there's something odd going on there. There's some bizarre execution. So there, there's a through line. You got your heroes of the storm. You you bring abilities from oh, other. This games. was apparently the Nickelodeon one. Never mind. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's funny that these are coming out so close together. Like clearly, this is maybe the new battle royale landscape that they're like we can't compete with Fortnite, but you know what we can do. We can make. We can make uh, Super Smash Bros. knocks off, and the kids love them. I, I right? do think I think it's smart. I think it's a smart thing to go after. Like if I'm being cold and marketing about it, I think it's a really smart genre to try and capitalize on because the only one that's really out there right now is Nintendo, and there's no one more terrible about capitalizing on the popularity of their games from a competitive gaming aspect than Nintendo. But it doesn't have that cleanliness. With a Nintendo or even a Here's the Storm. Like, sometimes we play Here's the Storm or even, you know, you play Super Smash Bros. And you're like, who thought of this idea? Like, who looks at this character and comes up with this? And there's a lot of that in this game. Like, Shaggy being a Super Saiyan. Uh, there's also perks. You can attach your characters, which are all locked unlocked via leveling. But it is a free-to-play game, and there are those trappings. Like, if you play more, the perks the bonuses you attach to people like Batman's Batarang doing more damage and all that sort of stuff. That's all unlocked by playing, which is good, but there are multiple shops. There's two kinds of currencies. It's called Gleemium and you need 700 Gleemium premium currency to buy a hero. And you can only buy them in sets of a thousand. So you always have 300 sitting over. Gross. Yeah. Yeah. That Ooh. old, that old chestnut, right? Ooh. Uh, but I was pretty good at Finn the Human, which is you know, kind of cute. <laughs> uh, I, was, I was pretty decent. I think I lose this particular matchup shown on screen here. The other thing that's really weird about it is they have fully embraced as their competitive mode 2v2. And they've done some work with the abilities to make them friendly. Like one particular character shoots out a psychic lasso that you can pull people back off the edge from. So your co-op partner gains that benefit mm. or Batman can put down smoke that you as his, you know, companion, your two V two friend 
can jump into and be kind of stealth inside. Oh, very interesting. Well, that's cool. It's good to know that they're actually kind of taking the genre and, and iterating on it. I, I, I don't know. It, it kind of strikes me as one of those, like, we couldn't make our game work correctly or the visual clarity was low, so let's make it 2v2 and that'll clean this all up. We did it, everybody. Why would 2v2 make it easier to clarify things? Well, because there's less to track, right? When you got another person on screen that's friendly, like, look how overly highlighted I am as the primary character here in that yellow aura. It's easy to lose yourselves. And I think that's partially just due to some visual design that, of course, isn't as strong as, you know, character recognition from, like, Super Smash Bros. Nintendo characters. But the sound design is just weird. It's an intensely generic-sounding game. <laughs> okay. Let me see if I can... <laughs> yeah, I'm jumping around. It's very bloop, bloop. Ding, ding, ding. I can tell what jumps are Batman. Yeah, they're uh, giving it a go. I can't really tell what's going on with Iron Giant, but also Iron Giant shouldn't be fighting. So <laughs> uh, yeah, Iron Giant, I mean, he's big and you got kind of that big hitbox going on. And there's, of course, you know, there's always disconnects with this sort of thing. Like Mewtwo, people always complained about back in Super Smash Bros. Because he should just be owning everybody on the planet. It's like, yeah, well, you got like literal gods in some other games. Like Smite, like... You know, <laughs> Zeus battling, I don't know, Hera, like who's going to win? But, you know, obviously Superman is an OP. You don't walk out as Superman and instantly win. He gets beat up just like everybody else. Tom and Jerry would be your uh, your uh, ice climbers kind of through line where Tom and Jerry kind of work independently from each other, but always come back together. So uh, there's okay. a lot of that language built in a lot of similarities oh makes yeah. sense. i i got i this is pretty low on my interest meter at the moment deeply deeply popular like if i'm a, if i'm gonna play smash brothers i'm gonna play smash brothers it's old that's an old man's game yeah you know, i'm an a, old man yeah I was i'm an old man Ky party. i don't know if you noticed kyle have you looked at your birth year recently i have i was at a christmas party and the kids were playing bakugan and i asked them uh, what's old. it like and they're like oh that's a card game yeah, no, no, yeah. And I said, oh, like Magic the Gathering? And they looked at me like the oldest man they had ever seen. <laughs> they even said only old people play Magic the Gathering. So this is for all the new kids, Garrett. And this is what they're playing, and it's pretty popular. I've got some serious free-to-play premium burnout right now. I do not want to invest time into unlocking characters. I've, it's decently generous with the gold you get and like if you made this a main game yeah you'd probably unlock the characters you want in a decent amount of time but um their their founders pack is forty dollars you get 15 tickets which is to unlock 15 characters not 15 characters yet so like they're planning that founders pack's gonna go out of out of wind i I'm, I'm a little sick of games that don't come out with the full roster and then hope they can make enough money to keep playing it yeah, I mean, this and, and, is uh, uh, this is like an arena fighter, um, but other fighting games have done exactly just that. So I, I, it's it makes sense to a certain degree. Um, I get I've also heard horrible from. things about street fighters free to play problems right now. I don't really know much about it. But. Yeah, I mean, I've never been huge in the fighting games. I was a big Mortal Kombat kid, like like OG one through three Mortal Kombat and kind of never really went back to fighting games. Um, they also have the rights to Rick and Morty here. So like they have 
they have a decent roster. I mean, they got all the Looney Tunes, Game of Thrones, a lot of Cartoon Network shows. Obviously, DC. Yep, DC, which is, DC puts its name on a lot of things. DC it, to me is it, it not has, a badge of courage. It has a lot of potential to just, it's the kind of thing where you like, you can see, you can see they're trying to do like the, it's literally called multiverses. They're, you know, trying to capitalize yeah. on the, on the whole multiverse, you know, meta aspect of something like Fortnite. And this is, I think a really good genre to do it in. It's just me personally. I'm my, my days of smash supremacy are behind me. It's hard to do without the living room feel. It is not, it, it it's like D and D in that way. It's really tough to get over when you've played it in person. Yeah, and then trying to take that energy online, it doesn't work. But you know, kids these days—they probably used to be in online. You know, they, they don't, very they don't much go. so. Yeah, they don't go to over to sleepovers anymore. Especially, I'm, God I'm help you if it was the last you. two years and you're like in your like prime yeah. teen years. Like, what what the hell are you gonna do? Yeah, what the hell are you gonna do? So I might check this out a little more. It'd be interesting. I'm always interested to get good at a fighting game. I really like Soul Calibur back in the day. I usually have one that I've kind of played around with enough to be decent. And that's what's kind of interesting. I just got, I got some serious free-to-play burnout right now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, after uh, what used to be my favorite studio, put out, you know, multiple lame mobile games with really predatory monetization i'm just a little like i'd rather just give you my money up front and enjoy yeah. my game or pay us game. or pay a sub i'm not against subs i'm all for it i'm all for it uh well you know what else we did we did a we played monster hunter in final fantasy 14 kyle we did that was really impressive i have I tried Monster Hunter on the Game Pass about two years ago, and it's very floppy. You get smacked around a lot. You are a punching bag in that game, and you get thrown constantly by the enemy. It's a social game, though. It's like a co-op, you know, one that is very, very thick in systems and really helps having friends who know what they're doing. So in an isolated scenario, it wasn't much for Monster Hunter, but trying it out in Final Fantasy XIV, they really embodied the knockback feeling of playing a monster hunter game. And now I'm interested again in monster hunter overall, but that was a super cool event we did. Yeah. I, I, you know, I didn't know much about it outside of it's where the Mount that I want is from. Uh, I see everybody on the Rathalos Mount in final fantasy 14 and that Mount is dope as hell looking. And it is handsome. Yeah. Like if, so if you follow along on our final fantasy 14 streams or our YouTube content, um, Kyle plans like the whole calendar. It's wonderful. He's, he's like your best buddy who knows exactly how to get you through Disney and, and get the most out of your day. Um, and so I didn't realize that this was coming up as soon as it was. I know you had mentioned, I was like, Oh, Hey, I added the monster hunter Rathalos trial to the, to the thing. I'm like, Oh, okay, cool. And then before I knew it, the day was here. And so, um, I was like, Oh shit, it's like a trial and you fight the thing. But the thing that's really interesting is, and, and this is going to sound so stupidly obvious to those of you that play both final fantasy 14 and monster hunter. Um, I am new to both <laughs> and I still haven't played monster hunter. Um, but the, the fight doesn't really go by final fantasy 14 mechanics. It's more, they like introduce monster hunter mechanics into final fantasy 14. And it's really cool. And we ended up, this is a, probably not the best thing to be our first extreme, but this was also our first extreme that we did on mid-eye level. Um, wiped quite a few times trying to 
beat this on extreme. Hell, we wiped on normal. What, twice? Three times? Yeah, there were some mechanics here to get to know. It was an intensely different activity than normal Final Fantasy, which I think just speaks to the creativity of the developers to integrate all that into their system. And also just the engine. I am so exhausted with hearing, well, our engine can't do that. We don't, our engine's not capable of this. It's like, well, get off the Frostbite engine and make me a single player game, EA. Take the L. Take it. Wow. Wow. You went from I hate the L to uh, incorporating it into <laughs> anger very quickly. <laughs> I'm using their own language against them. They deserve it. All right. But, All right. But uh, like just when you get to see a video game be something new that you knew it wasn't capable of is really, really cool. And this event has it definitely interested me a lot in Monster Hunter. That is all I've heard is a time sink. I know that there was a huge monster hunting contingent at Blizzard Entertainment and the Heroes of the Storm team in particular. Like they I believe that's where they came up with like Kira and all those sort of movement mechanics. Like a lot of them during that time period. Mm. We're super into Monster Hunter, and there was a whole like club going on inside the game for the developers. Mm. It's uh, it, it's one of the more unique things I feel like I've done in Final Fantasy XIV so far, um, which is a you know, a big that that carries a lot of weight because we're we're getting the rest of Stormblood out of the way before we get back to the MSQ and start four point four because it's a it's the precursor to Shadowbringers and. I've been told many times, once you start, you're not going to want to stop. So, yeah, we're getting this all out of the way. We're, we're get, doing our trials. We're doing our raids. All that kind of stuff. But um, I really like this Monster Hunter thing, and which is good, because I'm going to grind the shit out of it, because I want that mount. Dragons are cool. Dragons are cool, and this is, to me, the coolest dragon I've seen in Final Fantasy XIV. <laughs> I guess it's because it's a dragon from Monster Hunter. Yeah, it, it's beautiful. Like It's, it's, it's a so really high-graphic piece. Yeah, it's, so it's really a beast. Yeah, it looks really and I, good. I have no idea how to get involved in Monster Hunter. Like, when I played it, I had to, like, make a dish of curry, and there was a cat talking to me, and I had to go outside, and they're like, hey, do you want a sword and board? I'm like, hell yeah, just hook me up with something simple. Give me that sword and that shield. And they're like, by the way, your sword transforms with your shield and your shield sits on top of your sword so you can make it a really big hammer and you need to use this to like break defenses and i was like i, I, I can't not right now <laughs> this is too much all the weapons are so anime big oh shit and there were so many systems at play i've heard rise is a little more get to the point and that might be the place to start and then go back to world when you like know the systems okay. granted you'll you'll be frustrated because you're playing an older game that's since developed but that might be the preferred sort of through line for Listen, us. Listen, at some point in the future, we'll sync up on it and we'll just stream it and we'll just yeah. let chat uh, 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 probably disagree with one another and teach us the game. Perfect. Yeah, sounds good. It, what could go wrong? Nothing. Nothing right. could go wrong. So last week, I want an update. I want an update. I know we talked about God of War 2018 last week, but I want to talk about it again because A, you're going through it for the first time and B, you talking about it last week made me reinstall it and that's, what I did with like half of my Sunday <laughs> was just start God of War all over again. Absolutely, man. It is. It is so good. It is our we, we stopped all TV shows like this is our evening right now. And just every night, you know, we race into the office here and fire up God of War and get as far as we can in it. And I'm just I'm, I love the hell out of this game. It is, it is beautiful. And perhaps the funniest thing to me 
was just how many people reached out to me this past week and was like, how did you not hear about this? Well, <laughs> now, now you're now you're aware of how like my Twitter verse goes. So I'm that, so that exists too. glad because, yeah, that was my reaction to you last week. And I feel like you were like, why are you reacting? How do you what do you mean? How did I miss this? And then when the Internet came to my defense, it's like, yeah, Kyle, how did you miss this? <laughs> just made me feel a lot better. Ultimately. I wasn't in the console crowd. I was on the Blizzard launcher. Everything I knew and everybody I knew was on the Blizzard launcher on PC games. And this was not available at that time. So it's funny that now having a Final Fantasy PlayStation audience, overwhelming the word was, well, how did you miss this? How, how could you possibly miss this? And that's awesome. And I'm, I'm really happy it's available for PC, first of all. Like, it is the, the real thing that captured me this past week other than just the dragon fight, which was phenomenal, uh, was how they've invested in Kratos' animations and his skill tree to upgrade alongside with the story. And that really struck me when there was this point where you just got done arguing with the boy and you're starting to get on good terms again right after beating all those, like, bugs in the Light Temple, which were... They were complete jackasses the whole time. Oh, they're doing the, the elves, which is like, what yeah. a weird take on elves. I mean, maybe it's something from, from uh, Norse mythology, which I know shit all about, but. Uh. I really liked it. I thought it was really fresh. It was a cool way to do the kind of the, the bug enemy while also having it take place in somewhere that's not corrupted all the time. It, it was fresh in that way. Yeah. I just made it to Alfheim. Uh, I think I'm about to the final, the, 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 the boss at the end of it. And yeah, I forgot. I was like, oh shit, the flying guys. I remember these assholes. Like, yeah, they're dude, jerks. They swarm. But, they literally swarm. And if like and and it it makes it really hard to time your counter um because there's so many of them. And, it's like, and as you start to get better against those enemies, there's side quests that are harder, and there are is main story content that might be easier because you've done the side quests. But in particular, I walked up to a box. And Kratos did this, like, turn to the camera and did it one-handed and, like, blew the whole lid off. Old God of War style. Like, not this, like, push, like, bam, one-handed. And the boy's like, nice. <laughs> and that was so, per it was, it's so cool to see age, you know, he's, he's immortal, likely, but out of practice Kratos, which was such an important part of that initial fight, like, you don't have it anymore, old man, kind of in that initial throwdown. And as you go with the animations improving, with your bars increasing, so your rages are more powerful and your skill tree going with it, you are becoming more and more the god of war again. And you, your combos unlock and your kill animations become more complicated and it just adds to it. The gameplay is servicing the story in that way that I really, I haven't seen an action game do this. Obviously, you know, your your Joel looks better as you have better guns and the animate, you know, but never do like the reload animations improve over the course of the game and something like that. This is something they've really hidden a lot of love in. Yeah, it's, 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 it's detailed to, uh, to the nth degree. I just forgot how good the combat is. It's, it's some of my favorite combat. Period. And you grow with it too. As as I get better at the game, it becomes better looking. Like I sucked at managing my axe, and now I'm doing that. Like recall as soon as it's at the the zenith. Is that the word? Like the the maximum it should be at, so you get the bonus ice 
on your back. So you, you're doing just like sending it out, say, pulling it back, sending it back, and then trips people on its way back and you start comboing. And then there's like the stance business that I really don't understand at all. I don't even know how to change my stance. I keep getting abilities that talk about my stance. I don't know what that is. I need to Google it. But, <laughs> uh, particular, the, the dragon fight was incredible, but really this moment last night, which I'm gonna, I'm gonna power up for a hot moment here when you're getting to the world serpent. And just its voice yep. is so amazing. Let's see if I can get this guy talking. I love this guy. Oh no, he's still going for it. Where's he? I have a bit of an unpleasant history. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, I guess waking up to see it was and this voice actor is in a ton of things. The guy who's playing Murmur? Murmur? You want me to Mimir? ask him? Mimir. No. Our only concern. He plays um, the villain in Mass Effect 1. Oh, well, uh, uh, what's his name? The Turian that you're dealing with. Oh, I forget. I wish me luck. <laughs> But this whole scene where, like, he's taught the head that you brought with him that's now enchanted is talking to the world serpent. And its nose, its nose is, like, working at the same time. Oh, I love that sound oh, they dude, did for him. Yeah, it, it's, it's clearly influenced by, like, Tibetan, like, throat singing. But it's, like, so amped up beyond a level I've ever heard. Yeah. It's just, it is nuts. It's just beautiful. They've given him so much emotion. Like, I remember that initial Asmodan cutscene where they were talking about how they made this, like, multi... Well, he had, like, four lips, and, like, they had to break his model to make him talk and bend over. It's just such an impressive feat, and I rarely see the seams in this game. There's a couple. Like, you know, when you're fighting the dragon, there's lots of, like, oh, he's in the stance. Like, hit his hand, and it, it, it happens. But they are covering those scenes. I also think it's hilarious that technology keeps advancing, yet our load times are still the same. Like, this is just as long as I've ever had to crawl through a small space or well, be press open a door. Okay, so it released on the PS4. Right. <laughs> so the uh, just because you can you now have it on a more powerful computer doesn't mean that the, the amount of graphics that they made for how long that tunnel is are going to shorten that. That's... But that's what I'm saying is like, no matter how far we go into the future, those tunnels are always going to be the same length because we just keep adding more to the background. The graphics keep getting more impressive. So we'll never get rid of those. But I, yeah, those are the seams I'm talking about. Like, who can really complain? Plus, now they added the boy in. So if you're like paddling around, you're telling stories and there's some there's some filler in there. Uh, I know I, I, I digested slightly that people were complaining about the boat being back in Ragnarok coming up. Which I can see on multiple playthroughs, the boat being frustrating and kind of slow. I love the boat. Oh, particularly like as as they transform the open world by draining the lake. It's such an eloquent solution to having a hub world. Yeah, yeah, I like the boat. It's it's good. It's, it's just like I loved in like well both Red Dead Redemptions when you go on a horse ride and you've got someone there and they do exposition as you're going to the next location. I think it's a smart way to do it in the game. A very creative idea, oh, dude. Oh, I'm so I'm so excited. I can't wait. I can't wait to talk to you about like finishing this game. Very excited. I'm working on it. Very. Excited. I'm working on this it. This must be how everyone else feels watching us play Final Fantasy 14. Is how I feel <laughs> listening to you play God of War 2018. So I'm like, dude, you don't even know. You don't even know. It gets so good. Yeah. Oh, 
And you you love all of the old ones too. Like I'm like, eh, the old God of Wars are fine, <laughs> and I haven't even played most of them. And and there's there's shit in there, man, that really harkens back to them. And I think you're gonna lose your shit. Like I think I will. I I love those old games, man. Yeah, I thought they were they they lost their direction a bit there. And particularly if you you did you ever play three? I I own it. Uh, I think I played like two levels, and I was like, I don't. Okay. I'm not into this anymore. They gave you Pandora in that game, who is your companion. You're like escorting her through the world of, you know, uh, Olympus stuff. She is like a she's a prototype for what the boy is now. And the fact that they took that scaffolding and improved it so thoroughly with this game is hugely impressive. Like there are very there are, there are a couple times where I'm like ah that's a little canned boy like you know maybe you weren't aware of like what was going on you guys used the line from another thing oh you're a little too joyous after what just happened those things are going to happen particularly in open world games but it's so much advanced from that initial Pandora who kind of badgered you a lot and in particular gave away hints a little too quickly boy does that sometimes he'll be like huh I guess we can't go here right now I'm like damn it boy. I'm experimenting here in the, the witch's basement. First of all, yeah, I'm he away. has a name. <laughs> there, there's red stuff everywhere. And yeah, like I don't have a red arrow or something like that. But you know, don't be so fast on the draw. <laughs> he has a name. It's Atreus. Atreus, yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was doing, uh, well, you got to cut the, the plant diodes in Alfheim. And there's that one where there's a bunch of them. And I was like, shit, I don't remember this. And Atreus is like, it's too hard. We should go. And he like does like a yeah, variation yeah. on that like three times in a row. And I'm, and I'm like, Atreus, <laughs> shut the frick up. Uh, and it was like the one, like Kratos is so harsh to him in the early game. Like to the point where I'm like, oh, be nice to your son. That was the one time where I was like, Kratos, you were, you went, you were too easy on him. You should have like just told him to shut the F up. But, yeah, yeah, it's no. it's good kid writing like that. That's it is good. Great. It, it, every, every like for the, every voice actor, I think, is perfectly cast. It's the it's some of the best performances I've seen in a video game, especially outside of like a Naughty Dog, because like Naughty Dog, you're, you expect it at this point. Like they, they know how to get good performances and put them into video games. Um, but but what Santa Monica Studios pulled off with this game is it's still good. It still holds up. It's been, what, four years now? Four years yeah. since this came out. It's still it looks like it could have come out today. And Are they working on anything else directly? The the, the sequel that's coming out. Yeah, the sequel. Yeah, I'm very interested to see how much of that spinny room is in the sequel and how much I get to do in this game. I've I've got no frame of reference for how many hours God of War 2018 is. Yeah, folks are in the chat room asking what I thought of, of Niflheim. I don't even remember. I don't I don't remember the name of all the Heims. Alfheim is in my mind because I I just replayed it. I don't remember Niflheim, and I don't want to spoil I, anything for Kyle. I just got I just got the key to go to Fire World, and I'm currently working on another world right now. Okay, okay. Well, they definitely have. They've got God of War on their website. I don't see. I mean, they're hiring your vision of voice. Like, I don't know. I, I think that's it. I think all they're doing is is God of War. Yeah, interesting. It's nice to have some video games. <laughs> it is. Nice. It, it's it's good timing because like there ain't shit coming out right now. Like the next big thing is God of War Ragnarok. That's like the next big release. There's a couple I'm looking for. I've, I'm really looking forward to Dark Tide. Like I thought the Vermintide series was. An oh yeah, class. I like Vermintide enough, but uh, like by the time I got on it, you were kind of done with it, and so I I don't like playing those kind of games alone. 
Um, so. Yeah, well, they're spooky. They're also kind of spooky too. Like, I, you know, I don't want to. I don't want to play a shoot 'em up co-op by myself. Yeah. I'm looking forward to. Yeah, you know, I, I'm, I'll I'm totally jump into up, that with you. Pull up a little game calendar here while we're having this. Having this, having this little discussion. Yeah, yeah. Because Overwatch Two sometime soon. Let's see. Let's see. Yeah, chat room's talking about six point two and Final Fantasy fourteen. We, 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 you and I, we're, we're as far as we're concerned, uh, Shadowbreakers is coming out. <laughs> okay, we got Wrath Classic on September, so late September. Overwatch two is October, early October. Uh, Callisto Protocol, that's the one I couldn't remember the name of. I'm, I'm curious. There's, they're giving away the gig a little too much in the trailer, and I'm worried they don't have a story to share. That's the, uh, that's one of the scary space games. Is that the that w- was, new one from the original Dead Space dev- devs? I think it has some influence there. It, you have the health pack on your back. You're walking through. The monsters are very like, my face got messed up, and now I'm scary, but not necessarily in like a xenomorph necromorph kind of way they all blended together i don't remember any of them really other than the dead space remake um yes glenn schofield the co-creator of dead space is okay. leading that one. that's the one it's it's the space prison game right right exactly yeah. okay yeah that's the but one it's the dude who did dead space it's got that problem and we see this like in recent jurassic park movie trailers right where they're just giving too much of the story away and they're kind of showing off the stars a little too much and like you don't really have a movie dude yeah yeah hey madden's coming out this month kyle oh right i mean you're playing a game with lebron james so i just want to make sure you're you're aware i know how much you love your sports games no yeah there's there's not a lot of uh of heavy hitters a lot of, lot of like kind of mid mid tier uh, productions coming out, and things that I'm not entirely sure will hit their dates. That's the other thing. There's a lot slated for the end of the year that could be really good, but doesn't sound like it's going to come out. Yeah, I'm still waiting on Baldur's Gate three. We talked about Overwatch two. If that's something you're interested in, there's a no. There's a new No More Heroes. Or is this just a, oh wait, no, this is three. Three's already out. Is this just a re-release for, isn't it? Or was there only two? It's been so long since I looked that up. Oh my God. Oh, is that that weird, that weird one that was on the Wii? Yeah. No More Heroes was fun. Back in the day, I beat the first one. I had a lot of fun with that game. Yeah. Anyway, I digress. There will always be a Call of Duty, Kyle. <laughs> but, but it ain't worth much. No, apparently, apparently it is not a must-have game. But let's uh, let's open the mailbag before we wrap this up, shall we? That's the wrong bumper. Hello there. Hello there. Hello there. Feedback at startgrindinggear.com is where you can send your emails, or we've got a lovely Discord community. You can drop us some questions in there. It's a, a question for the hosts, for our members and our patrons on there. Whether you're a YouTube member or a Patreon supporter, you will get access to that. So, Harry writes in and says, are we going to get a wall of jobs for Final Fantasy XIV? If not, what are your favorite and least favorite jobs you've tried so far? We'll assume you both said Red Mage was the best. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. no, I bounce off a of Red Mage immediately. Um, I put some work into it. It's, it's all right. Yeah, all right. It's not... I was hoping for more rapier and less spell, <laughs> but I mean, mage it's a little, is literally in the name. It's a little procky. 
Mm. Like you gotta you gotta wait on some certain buttons to happen mm. on chance. But let's let's do a little YouTube inside baseball. Um, I, we okay. haven't talked about a wall of jobs simply because it's a massive time commitment. Maybe in ten years when we've maxed out right. every single job in the game, uh, never say never. Uh, but it is not currently on the docket. Yeah, I would say when you start seeing job story videos or job standalone videos, after those are completed, then we could put those all together into the wall of jobs. But as for, yeah, that, that's production scheduling. As for like least uh, and favorite job tried so far, what's yours? Well, uh, everyone knows Dark Knight's my favorite. Uh, it's what I'm sticking with. It's why when you were like, we should do different jobs for every expansion. I was like, <laughs> fuck that. Um, <laughs> I, I just love it too much. It's, it's among the, my favorite tanking I've ever done in an MMO. And I love tanking in an MMO. So dark Knight's definitely my answer. Least favorite. Hmm. I, I haven't really like, I don't have open disdain. No, oh, you know what? No, no, machinist. I don't, I don't, I don't like machinist machinist. I don't really like machinist. The guns in final fantasy 14 are a little goofy. I don't like machinist. I can, I can only speak to the Ellison animations for it, but they don't have the weight of like a shotgun that I'd enjoy. And they're used one handed, but they're rifles. So yeah. I have, I have some yeah. barriers to entry there. That, that bothers me. Yeah, exactly what you just said. Yeah. It's uh, it's, it's not a satisfying gun. It's not, it's like, yeah, I, I, if it's rifle length, I like a two handed, like make me look like John wick. Like I know what I'm doing. Like it, it, I just kind of look like a goofy spindly person holding my gun out too far. I don't like it. You know, I really felt that about Archer, but then I got into the job this past week and I realized that almost everything in there is instant cast. So that might be the case with like the machinist mocking us. Um, you're meant to be moving. And actually, Archer, when you're actively moving at the same time you're attacking, that's kind of badass. It's kind of like, you know, the horse riding Archer is way cooler than someone just standing there with a bow. And in motion, I think the Archer is a lot, lot cooler. And those animations now make sense in their tameness, particularly as you're knocking so many arrows back to back. So I'm exploring that job right now. And I thought it was lame at first, but uh, now that I see the motion with it i've changed mm. my mind yeah, it's fair i think it's fair oh, chat saying you get a shotgun later as a machine i think you, you get like a flamethrower like you're kind of changing out your weapon into more of an arsenal uh, and you might spend less time chilling on the rifle that we have a problem with in which case you know again to like the idea of doing a wall of jobs for that game we would have to get to the end because also animations trade out some animations stay their original quality. And when you hit a certain level, they're like, okay, now you can have the brand new animation, which to me plays exactly like God of War there, where I was talking about like animation should improve in that way. I think world of Warcraft did a disservice to its content by saying we've made new animations and just overriding like level ones all have better looking mind play. Now, mm. no, I'll sprinkle that through. Let my mind play feel more impactful when I reach 30 and 60 and like work in those old animations. Use them as, as touchstones of power. That's fair. Okay. Okay. But I love um, I, Samurai. I've never liked a melee job in a game, and I think Samurai is absolutely phenomenal. I love the mini game of Astrologian, but I've, I've never, ever liked a melee job or class 
in an MMO. I like them in RPGs. Oftentimes when I'm managing other people, I'm like, let's make my character the lamest thing on the planet because I got to manage Alistair and Morgan and whoever else is farting off in the wrong direction in the background. I don't got time to play a glass cannon on my main. <laughs> All right. Psychopaz writes and says, what's a bit of uh, media, game, novel, what have you, that uh, no one knows about but everyone should experience? That's a loaded one, because then I have to decipher what I think no one knows Mm. about. I would say it's more difficult in the other direction of deciphering something everyone should experience. Because you walk into the old folks' home and you're like, hey, everybody, I have this great story. It's about necromancers. (laughs) It's it's, going to have a barrier there. Might be a little difficult to explain why everyone should be reading. That's fair. Let's assume people in this general in circle sphere. in this general okay. circle i don't know man I, I i i am a i'm very basic i feel like things i like are well known 3.5 D D is my answer well i've experienced that because i am friends with you there there are so many people thanks to critical role and this abundance of success that fifth edition with its accessibility and online character sheet making has had but people don't know the intricate joy of some might call it rules lawyering but there's a certain aspect to i have a fire spell can i start a campfire and fifth edition will be like not really see that targets enemies and that's lame if you have a fire spell you should be able to start a campfire and you should be able to read that paragraph of barrier to entry words and just nitty gritty really be like ah you know it, there's that moment in Futurama even where they're making fun of D&D but Bender fires fireballs at the water itself to create a cloud of steam to escape the dragon like that's that's D&D and 5th edition has done a lot right and it's definitely improved accessibility to the game but people are missing out I'm really hung up on the no one knows about because if it's just something people should should watch, it's, it's to me it's the just way to get better. And like I don't care how long it takes, you should watch the Clone Wars. Like that's that's my I think everyone should experience. That's a good it. answer. I think it makes yeah. the prequels good. <laughs> like that's 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 my thought there. Um, but the no one, I don't, I don't, I'm not, I'm not a consumer of very many obscure things. Except when like I don't know, like music and stuff. And that's the no, I don't think everyone should experience it. <laughs> Don't think everyone should experience it. So yeah, that's that's all I got. Fjord Explorer says, related to the opinion on emanation in this week's video, a lot of people still give the trial a pass solely due to the music, which I don't I don't understand. I think the music's horrible. Uh, this is Garrett, me, editorializing. So my question is, regardless of the mechanics of all the trials you've done so far, what is your favorite song? I think we talked about it in that video. What's what's the opening track on the the Tsukiyomi fight? Because there's so uh, many tracks in that one. The one with the piano. Yeah, that's not lunacy. It's the one that comes before it. Oh. I can use I can use our files. Oh, you're right. You could you could use our files. Let's see here. I gotta go Stormblood 4.3. <laughs> Take uh, three of those uh, premiere files. I can do this with routing. I got it. Here we go. Bam. Oh yeah. Listen, I mean listen to that fantastic. It's such a good arrangement. Yeah. Yeah. 
It, it's hard for me to pick because I also love the ridiculous bombastic music in Final Fantasy XIV. So I, always, I would I would say it's that that kind of represents like some of my favorite of just the actual like legitimately great music arrangements. Um, but then my answer for bombastic ridiculousness is like metal, metal mm. from uh, Alexander Raid. Is... Do you want metal brute justice or just metal? Uh, oh, hit me with that brute justice version. All right, all right. So here's metal normal. Let's do the brute justice. Yeah, let's advance a little bit. The beginning's the best part, though, with the horns. Oh, and it just... Right there. Oh, yep. yeah, you're right, you're right. Yeah, that's oh, the yeah. best part. Oh, God damn, that song's good. It's it's fun. So good. So good. Final Fantasy XIV, what a embarrassment of riches. I like Fiend. The Sephiroth theme, the the Power Man 5000 song. That's my favorite. There's a lot of emotional tones I really like that really hit that epic moment. But this is just such a fun song. Oh, yeah. It speaks to the kind of music I just like. This really does sound like, um, yeah, you know, uh, did you ever listen to Power Man 5000 could go on the cringeworthy list? <laughs> I mean, probably. <laughs> I mean, really? Did you really listen to it? They had, what, two songs you really knew about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually, I never really got into them, but it's okay. It's like knowing the words to Barbie Girl. That doesn't make you a fan of whatever. I don't know who fan. did Barbie Girl. See, exactly. Exactly. But I would say Power Man 5000 is a one-hit wonder. I think that I think that's a fair assessment. No offense, yeah. Power Man Five Thousand. No, no, well, no. They had two. They had two. I know there was one song that I always saw the music video of, and then there was Worlds Collide on Tony Hawk Two. Yep, that was the one we're talking about. Worlds Collide. Yeah, I never saw the. And I don't think I've ever seen the Worlds Collide video. I, I can't remember the song that was the music video that I always saw on MTV. But anyway. uh, Billboard Two Hundred was Nobody's Real. I have no idea what nobody's real would sound like. I got, I got nothing. That's a good answer though, dude. Good answer. Uh, Arcady. This came to us from the grinding Gear discord. Okay. I got one for both of you. Which video game or video game series were your favorites growing up before college? Hmm. I loved KOTOR so much. It wasn't big. And the second one wasn't really all that good either. So, but Oh, man, I, I feel like being a big part of your who you are has to be a part of the answer. Yeah, I think I mean, we talk, I think we talked a little bit about this on the the vacation episodes, but like I think about to me like this is all like pr- pr- basically pre college is pre Xbox Live <laughs> is, yeah. is the age you and I are at. So everything pre. Xbox 360, but you know, just for, let's just call it pre Xbox. Let's just keep Halo out of this discussion. Okay, because uh, Halo was was formative, but Halo One there was no Xbox Live. There was like yeah, piggyback Kotor. Was network. Kotor was Xbox. That didn't come out in in an yeah. era before the Xbox. Yeah, because for me, like we're looking at N64. We're looking at we we talked about one of them today. Smash Brothers was a huge. Yeah. That was a really big formative game for me. Ocarina of Time. That golden age of N64 Game Boy Color, like uh, the original Pokemon. I was a huge Pokemon nerd. Big time. Like, got made fun of it. Mm-hmm. I was part of the reason they banned Pokemon cards at my school. Uh, 
Like it was, it was a problem. Um, I was obsessed, but yeah, Ocarina of Time, Pokemon, Super Smash Brothers, just that whole, that whole suite there. Nintendo lineup. Yeah. And then I graduated to finally like to properly getting into PC games. We got our second ever family computer and it could actually kind of run things. So I got really into Half-Life and the original Counter-Strike mod on a 56k modem mind you so yeah playing counter-strike yelling mom don't use the phone (laughs) (laughs) yeah 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 the the starcraft dialing calling someone's phone number and having the computer pick up that's true i mean that's more like those are just like video game history things that's a tough that's a tough lineup like super smash bros is where i learned to practice games where I would prepare for sleepovers ahead of time. I would come up with my combos. <laughs> I'd put the AI on max to what my friends were playing, and I would get ready. But Warcraft and that Battle.net custom map madness that came from Brood War and into Warcraft 3 yeah, was done entirely solo, which is kind of the weird, which is why it's not like a part of my personality when I think about it showing up in college, because it wasn't a social thing, but I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. Those are my answers. Those are my answers. Uh, where, where do we go? Oh, that was it. That was it. I, I saw someone in, in chat ask what, what would we like to see a remake of? Um, and I'm trying to remember what this is in reference to. Mm. But me, we talked about it last week. I'm bummed that that Knights of the Old Republic remake has been canned essentially or, or indefinitely put on hold. Because yeah. I've never played the original Knights of the Old Republic, and I would like to get through it. And the, uh, it's kind of old and ugly now, and the iPad version is terrible. So that that's pretty high on my list of old games. It's another one that I think got canceled. Um, Prince of Persia: Sands of Time. Wait, did that get canceled? The I think remake it, they were I doing? think it got canceled. Oh, I think no. it's rumor. Oh, okay. I don't think it's official from the studio, but I think it's rumor. But I wasn't I, swimming in faith for it that no, it was going to happen. Same. But. I wasn't swimming in faith that it was going to be good. But yeah, like a well done Sands of Time remake would. That's really high on my list. Um, I love, love, love that game, and I even don't mind going back and playing the original. It's, it's getting. It doesn't look the best, but it's so stylized that you know I can suck it up. It holds on. Yeah, I, I think stylized the right word for it. I've. I knew that the KOTOR wouldn't be what it was, so I didn't really put any excitement into that. Because I assumed it's going to be more along the Fallen Order line of, like, hero, third-person, controlly combat business. Yeah. Something a little more popular in that direction. Yep. Yep. Okay. I could be into that. I, if I had more time to think about this, I think I would come up with some bangers. Yeah, I hmm. clearly our faith is broken in remakes. I think there's a lot of. Also, I finally got a big one. I always wanted uh, the original Pokemon to be remade, and the Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee are pretty damn good remakes of those original Pokemon games. We got Black Mesa, which is a really mm-hmm. cool fan made update of the original Half Life. Yeah, I don't want remakes. I want actual endings to the promises that were made. Hi, Half-Life, I'm talking to you. Well, that too. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 
yeah. A lot of times I'll just play the original. I, I prefer Diablo to the original version as well. I think that was a that was a good remaster as far as remasters go. Yeah, I think so too. I think it's a really good example of like, oh, this is kind of what it looked like in my head. Like my, yeah. they actually updated it to match my memory, which, you know, kind of always up, updates things a little bit. So anyway, that brings us to the end of this episode. Send your emails to feedback at startgrindinggear.com. Thanks so much, everybody. Uh, we have so many questions. We're, we're, we're saving them. We'll, we'll get to them or we might just end up doing a big ass mailbag bonus or something at some point. So we want to uh, thank our badass patrons for supporting us on Patreon. You can support the everything that Kyle and I are making by going to support And we just can't thank you enough for signing up over on the Patreon. Kyle, you got a little music. We got a lot of new patrons. Oh, to thank. Yes. Yeah. You ready for this? All right. Oh, oh, that's, Ooh, that's groovy. I like mm-hmm. that. All right. Thank you, Robert Wu. Thank you to Mnemonic Johnny. Squid Peanut. I don't want to eat that peanut, but thank you for supporting us. Alora Von Doom. Dino Music. I recognize that name. Matthew P. Kevin Tan. Are you Tan, Kevin? Linda. Zoot. Yak. Bartleby. Michael Hasco. Catherine Churchward. Evan Malone. Christopher T. Quinton Lowry. Just, just Jeffrey. Jeffrey. No last name. The, the Spaceman Spiff. I recognize that name. Ryan uh-huh. M. Michael W. Jeremy D. Thanks, Jeremy. Hayden Gant. And Danny P. Thanks, Danny. Thank I believe you, we got some patrons during. We'll thank oh. you next week. Oh, no, no, we'll thank you next week. It's all right. We'll thank you. We'll Hell thank yeah. you next week. We'll get you. We'll get you. And Kyle, there's a very special level of patrons that we thank each and every episode. Big thanks to our legendary level backers, Sean B, Mike R, Zero Lambda, Stephen J, and Ross A. Thank you for the support. Before we go, if you're listening to this on audio, go check out our YouTube because Kyle and I put up new videos every Wednesday morning. We stream every Monday and Thursday, and we are now live streaming this show as an extended part of our Thursday stream over at youtube.com slash TV. That's A-M-O-V-E-T-V. You can follow Kyle on Twitter at Kyle Ferguson. You can follow me on Twitter at Garrett Art. You can follow both of us at Garrett and Kyle on Twitter. That is the Twitter for this show and for everything that we do together as the, the fusion dance amalgam we have become (laughs) it ain't wrong it ain't wrong man (laughs) but that's gonna wrap it up for this episode of the grinding gear podcast until next time gg are you gonna say take care oh shit uh take care